Hi, I'm Glenn, and Aaron and Brandon are here, and this is going to be the first thing you hear on this week's episode, because... uh, Sometimes you record an entire episode, and right after you record that episode, literally an episode that you start by saying, gee, guys, there's just not a lot happening in pro wrestling this (laughs) week. I don't know what we're going to talk about. Uh, there's a lot of news. So here's the deal. It's as simple as this. Um, in just a few minutes, when we finish this part, you're going to hear the part of the show that we all recorded on Thursday afternoon. You're going to hear the show as we recorded it, talking about all the things that we thought were the big stories of the week and the things that happened on Raw and SmackDown. What you won't hear, once once you hear the music, you won't hear any more conversation about any of the wrestlers that were released by WWE because when we recorded the show... No one had been released by WWE at that point. So just be prepared for that. Um, we also we had a guest scheduled. That's that's being postponed, so we'll we'll make that up. I think I got in and edited out every reference to that. So <laughs> Have dude, fun with that. Dude. No, I think I already did. I think it's already Can't done. you just say right now, hey, that's not gonna happen. You're gonna hear us say it a lot. No, but, but I already I think I already got it all out. So it's not a problem. I think I don't think it's a problem because I think I got all the references to that out of the show. <sighs> All right, so here's the deal. Um, th- this is a weird conversation to have still. You're going to hear me reference this when we talk about John Moxley later. Like, th- There are conversations, and this is the same conversation that, I've, that I had the last time we went through this. I don't like talking about these days because it, it's, it's very easy. There's a very low-rent take that's just – well, screw WWE and all those sorts of things, right? And it's it's funny. I didn't I didn't hear people say that like a week ago when when Ring of Honor went under. Did I did I miss was was there anger at Ring of Honor that I missed, Aaron? No, because they paid people through the pandemic, so they're the greatest company ever and blah blah blah. No, there I mean there was some anger at Sinclair for letting this happen, but overall, I think it was more depression than anger. But the focus was on they did the right thing during the pandemic. That's all I, I saw. I don't, I don't know that was I, the focus. I, I, I don't but. know. I don't know. What, what I mean, I there know, was an awful lot of people saying that. What What I know is when we get angry, I sometimes don't know what we're angry about because we have no idea what's actually happening, what the circumstances actually are. And we just like to say whatever we like to say and blame whoever we want to blame. And then a million people have a million different, you know, things that are thrown out about it. And and that is that. As I said to you the last time, I'll say the same thing, but I'll put different names in. I I I hate that there's a company where where Keith Lee and Ember Moon wouldn't be fits. Those are the first those are the ones that jump off the page at me like. I can't believe that there's a pro wrestling company where you look at Keith Lee and you look at Ember Moon and you'd say, we we don't have a fit for that. That makes no sense to me. But I also don't know what the circumstances are. I, I, I don't know. And I have learned enough over the years to be comfortable enough to say, when I don't know, it's okay to just say I don't know. Instead of just making things up and making myself look like an ass. And I get it. That's the reason why I'm not more successful in media. Because in 2021, that's all you're supposed to do is just be loud and say insane things. And, you know, it, it doesn't matter if you're right, wrong, whatever. Just be loud and be stupid. And I get it. It's why, uh, unfortunately, this, this industry has largely passed me by because I am unwilling to join it in that way. So I'll, I'll, I will own that and I will live with it. It's what it is. But I'm not going to start doing it today. 
I don't know. We we are. Is there solid reporting that some of these releases are based around vaccinations? Is that solid reporting? Yeah, there there is solid reporting that some of them are. We only really know one name. We're speculative on a couple other names, but there is at least reasonable. Uh, it's reasonable to say that at least a couple of these are because of it. Okay. Um, I, the, the the source who who first said a lot of these names is the one who said that is this too. sean is this sean sap that we're talking yeah. about yeah. so sean sap what's it uh what, oh God. Fightful. Fightful. fightful thank you fightful is his company um if 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 you know i you know he's a pretty reputable person within this industry so i'd, I'd be willing to believe that and anyone who was released because of their vaccination status like i in the nicest way possible i get it i get it I, in fact I'm being as honest as I can possibly be about this. Good. Good. And I mean this not trying to be, if, if this is the reason why you're going to check out on this show, I'll live with that. Good. I, I, I'm, I'm over it at this point. These companies, and by the way, largely don't have a choice. Uh, to my understanding, WWE, and I, I don't know with this with the way that um, the contracts work with independent contractors, right? But I'm still going to guess WWE is a company that employs 100 people, correct? Yeah, there's actually it was um, what, what I, I saw this popping up a, a day or two ago. It might have actually been yesterday because they they had their quarterly conference call, and and one I don't know if they addressed it or it was just planned to be asked, but something that was was going to be brought up was you're a company with over a hundred things. How is this affecting you, basically? Well, I mean that's the end of that. They don't have a choice. There, there's no there's no there is no other option involved any longer. I don't know how many people AEW employs at this point. Like, again, because I don't know what the rules are with employees versus independent contractors. So I don't know if it's something that AEW is going to have to deal with. Like, I, I, I just don't know. Again, 100 employees, I, I think, is different than 100 independent contractors. So it might very well be that AEW doesn't actually have 100 employees. But I, I could be wrong about that. I don't know the details of their contracts. So I don't know if it's something they're going to have to deal with. But... If you're WWE, you know, you're left in that spot. Then somebody would say, well, if they're an independent contractor, then technically they're not an employee, right? Like, did that mean the vaccine mandate wouldn't fall to them? That's a fair question. Fair question that I don't know the answer to. Well, I, the, the fact that the Europe tour is coming up also very likely factors into these sort uh, of well, things. it's happening right now, right? Is it I happening right now? I saw a house show result from Brighton. Okay, then, then uh, yeah, I guess it's happening right now. That's, and that's, there you go. That's probably part of it. And the other thing that I nobody nobody has wanted to talk about this, and I've tried explaining it to people because I, in fairness, it's not something that I had thought about until someone that I work with had explained it to me. Like, I, I know someone who has a job that is about as ardent a conservative as I know. And that person was like, man, I'm really struggling uh, uh, getting some, some people to get vaccinated. And I was like, oh, you got vaccinated. And they were like, yeah. And I'm like, why? They're like, because we have an insurance company. And that insurance yep. company told us we don't have a choice. We have to implement a vaccine mandate. And if they we don't, they're not going to uh, be our insurance company any longer. And I said, oh, well, that's about as easy to explain as anything I've ever heard in my life. Mm -hmm. If you're an insurance company... And there's a vaccine that it exists. You don't want to have to pay out for COVID-related things any longer. So what are you going to do? You're going to say, get your employees vaccinated, or we're not going to want to work with you any longer. And there is nothing that a company that is more significant to a company, particularly the company of the, uh, WWE's size, 
than making sure you are protected via insurance. The idea of having your insurance come up is a nightmare. You can say, well, there's always another insurance company out there. I'm going to guess nope. most of the ones that are reputable are probably thinking about the same way, correct? Yeah, and, and by the way, I mean, that, that has come up in my professional life quite a bit. And, and it's interesting because that is a much more likely scenario than the OSHA stuff because for that, you can still do the test. You know what I mean? Like that still allows for weekly testing, but insurance does not. <laughs> the yep. insurance is like get vaccinated or, you know, the, and I think, I think there may be depending on, you know, your company and your whatever, I think there's percentages involved and percentage of employees and all that stuff. So, I mean, this is, that's a pretty open and shut thing for me for anybody that wasn't vaccinated. Like there's just yep. no, I, I don't, I don't, there's no conversation there. There's no be mad at WWE. There's no, like that's on. And by the way, it's the same thing that I said I, as the libertarian side of me, that's your choice. If you're someone who doesn't want to get vaccinated and is willing to give up your job for it, I'll never understand it, but that's your choice. And I, I'm, I don't take that, that. That's what you want to do. That's what you want to do. Man, I, I don't know what else there is to say about it. You you decide that you don't, you know, Kyrie Irving decided he didn't want to make a, a boatload of money to play basketball. I mean, he's going to get half of it, but he didn't want to make the rest of his money to play basketball this year. That's his choice. He has the right to make that choice. These guys have the right to say, we're willing to give up our job in order to be not unvaccinated. Again, not something I get, not something that I do, but you have that right, I guess. So, Glenn, Glenn I think you should lay it out the way you did in the text. On one side, oh, right, yeah. so how did you, how did yeah, you say on, that? On, on one side, you have prote protection from potential deadly disease and you get to keep your job. On the other side, literally nothing. But, yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean. That's a beautiful way to put I it. I mean, I. I I'll, you, you can go to OutKick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, that's that. whatever you want to do. I, it's very weird. It's very weird to me, but that, I, I cannot take away someone's right to make that choice. Like, that's that's your choice. You can make it. That's uh, it's, it's the. I guess it's the good thing about our country. I don't. I don't know. Like I don't. Know. Is it? No, is it? It's a fair. I understand why you asked that. It's a very fair question. Is it? Is a very fair question. So, with that being said, with that in mind, um, I I approach this in a very weird place where not knowing the full details of every decision that's made, there are some that much like every round of cuts are kind of like, yeah, we get it. You know, like, mm -hmm. we get it. This was a person that wasn't really doing much, in some cases wasn't really doing anything. There's no reason for us to be all that worked up about it. There are some where we say, this person wasn't doing much, but that's a shame because they're great and we think they should have been doing more. And those are the ones that are that are that, that 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 hurt you. But again, we don't know. We don't know what the story was. We don't know if some of these people were unvaccinated. Like when I bring up the names Keith Lee and Ember Moon, I'm saying I'll never understand how any professional wrestling company couldn't figure out a way to make those things work. I know it was a complicated year for Keith Lee, but if Keith Lee was back and ready to go, yep. Then I I will not understand how any professional. I mean, he wrestling. was back and ready to go. We saw yes. him. I'm we, saying, yeah, like, he, but what I'm yeah. saying is like related to. I don't know if Keith Lee. We're gonna find out how to vaccinate. I, you know what I mean? Like, oh uh, right. I, I'm saying yeah. if there was nothing else, if there are no other holdups, I'll never understand how a professional wrestling company didn't see it with Keith Lee. 
Well, and, and the funny thing is they clearly did see it with Keith or someone saw it with Keith Lee because we saw him go toe to toe with Rollins and Reigns at Survivor Series. We saw him go toe to toe with Lesnar. He was the guy who he pinned Randy Orton, right? Well, no, it was it was he. That was one AJ? of the problems. Is he, no, well, no, it was Randy Orton, but it was he debuted and it was in the middle of the Drew Randy thing. And he was just kind of the third wheel in that. But, and I'm, saying he, but I'm saying he they pinned him after, him after McIntyre hit him with a Claymore and stuff. Yes. No, he beat him fair. He did not. Are you sure? That was one of my, that was one of my problems with the he whole. He beat somebody straight up. He beat a real person straight up. Am, am I thinking he, of Riddle? Am I mixing them up? You might be thinking of Riddle, but it it was he came in. He immediately faced Randy. He lost to Randy. And then he beat Randy because of DQ or, or, you know, he like, he beat Randy, not cleanly. That, that was always one of my problems with his debut. My, but the bigger thing is like Keith Lee, as Glenn was saying, and I'm, I'm going to put it in stronger terms. Like it's not, I can't see it. Like there's no way that Keith Lee shouldn't be able to work in a wrestling company. He is everything. He is, you know, when you were ranting about, you don't understand how they couldn't go farther with Rusev. He's does everything that Rusev or Miro has. He is everything. Uh, I think it was Mick Foley who said about Steve Austin and WCW. If you can't figure out a way to make money with Steve Austin, you need to get out of the money-making business. That's kind of how I feel about Keith Lee is that, again, barring something else on the outside, if this is simply a we're not figuring it out with you so we feel you're expendable, like, it's out outrageous and that, and, everything. And, and that's the difficult part about having these conversations right like and we, and we have to be clear about that it's the difficult part about having this conversation is because i don't we don't know what the story is we just don't we don't fully know what the story is and we don't know if maybe it's related to me in some sort of way right like we don't know any of these things and that's what makes it difficult to have the conversation but all that being said but as of now there is nothing to indicate that so right. you know we can only right. go off of what we know right now right i hear you and 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 that's what we'll go with right like that we'll we'll go with that um it, it is by by the way how dare you be smirched uh payback last 2020 where keith lee beat randy orton fair was it was it completely fair in seven minutes, yes. There was no interference. Okay, fair enough. I forgot about that one then. Uh, what what year? What was this? Was this was that that would have been that would have been right after like the week yeah. after SummerSlam, right? Yeah, payback twenty twenty. I'm pulling it up right now. I'm uh, sorry, payback last twenty. Yes, yeah, yeah. Show some respect, please. Please show some respect. Uh, Keith Lee, did you know? uh, the Viper hit Lee with a draping DT, DDT as he was lining up for an RKO, only for the limitless one to counter out. He quickly hoisted Orton under his shoulders before connecting with the spirit bomb. Awesome. Cool. I forgot about that one. Um, but that's, so, yeah, so, the so only that reason I say that is they clearly thought this guy was Yeah, something. someone in that room was like, Keith Lee is everything he is. So, so this goes back to a couple things. There is, of course, the thing that we talked about the last time there were cuts. There is this eternal problem that there was a right-hand-left thing related to NXT and WWE. Now, why that would make sense for Keith Lee, I don't know. Keith Lee looks like someone who should have always been on the main roster. So that doesn't, that doesn't seem like, it, like you could use that as a potential explanation for some others, but that doesn't seem to make sense for, for Keith Lee. I don't know. Again, I don't know. I hate the idea that there's a world in which Keith Lee doesn't make sense. And again... This is the difficult part about it. I get that you want to be angry. I understand that fully. But we have to be willing to admit that there are things that we just don't know in this circumstance. Absolutely. Okay. I mean, but we have to have a take. And and I, I think to me, the, the honestly, I, I don't want to say alarming because it's hard to say alarming at this point. We're getting these cuts every three months now. 
So to say anything alarming, but when you have people who, and again, in, you know, the, the whole COVID situation does thing, but when you have people who reportedly literally signed new contracts last week and are getting cut now, that's a problem. Like, you know, I, we've used the term, you know, sometimes this is just business. Like that's not business. To sign a new contract, unless unless there's a vaccination issue. Yeah, well, yeah, and and that would that would be the one thing. But well, but if I, there I'm was, just, the, the argument would be, why would you have signed them to a contract last week if there was a vaccination right. issue, right? Like, and th- and this is why. Again, Aaron, that's so weird that it leaves you in this place where you say we have to have takes. I disagree with you about that. I don't have to have takes. I don't. And you can say, well, why would you listen to a podcast? Because there are things that I'm willing to have takes about. There are storylines, things like this, and we get into like the inner workings of business. I I. The, the smartest thing I can tell you is I don't know and I'm not going to choose to speculate because a lot of us are just going to show our ass and things like this. I It's so weird that that would happen that it makes you think there has to be more of a story to it. Like that there's got to be something that we don't know because that's such a bizarre presentation that it's very difficult for me to think that literally one person signed someone to a contract a week ago and then someone else walked in and said, nah, it's crazy. Why? We shouldn't have done that's it. Like, if that's the case, I don't think you can function as a company. And you could say, well, that's WWE. No, WWE goes around the world. They're in Europe right now doing shows. If you are doing that and there's not more to the story, it's just difficult for me to believe that you can be a functional company. I mean, look, it, it's very possible but like we are hearing like it's not the the one week thing is weird like the one month thing isn't like or it's not new at least i shouldn't say it's not weird it's always been weird but it's not new like people have signed contracts and within a relatively quick quick turnaround they have been released by wwe especially with these more, more recent ones like it's happened I mean, I, you have to tell me who those are. I don't know, but like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not telling you you're wrong. I just don't know about the circumstances for all of those. The other thing that I would tell you eternally is that regularly, the way that things work in companies is who's the newest. Per- we, we've got it. We've got to uh, reach a budget. Who are the newest people? You're out. Like that's that is very common. No, it, that's it, that's business. Like that's the business right. world. Like who are the people that most recently got contracts? Sorry, you're out. Um, and and of, co- of course, that would be you know at a certain level. Right, it is, yeah, that's fine. I understand that, but like, um, like Gable Stevenson's not going to be the well. Yes, the, I clearly, mean, clearly, you know. yes. They they certainly aren't going to do it. Like, and I'm not telling you that's what happened because again, I don't know. But there's a million things that happen, and we want to live in this world where like things like um, earnings reports don't matter and stock but earnings cur- reports were good. <laughs> you understand what it, where where where? No, I I understand what you're saying. Where where we think the business end of it shouldn't have to matter, but it does. Like it is a publicly traded business. This stuff matters, and we want to continue to live in a fantasy world where there can just be someone where Tony Khan can just keep talking about how rich he is and just sign every wrestler for forever, and that'll never come back to roost, and it'll be okay to just lose money eternally, and that's the way that it'll go. I don't like it. I'm not happy about it. I hate the fact that people are out of jobs. I hate it. I hate it, and I specifically hate that there are certain people out of jobs. But people lose jobs every day. Um, I, I, I wish it wasn't the case. I could lose my job tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, Brandon, I know a lot of people in your world lost jobs over the course of the last two years. It sucks. It's awful. It's horrendous. I don't think there's this thing where we do, we take it to the next step. I've always been uncomfortable with that. I, I, 
if if someone um if 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 we find out let me give you an example if 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 we if the next credible report is Keith Lee was released because WWE says he's no good at being a wrestler I'll effing react to that right like I will react to that strongly and I'll have a take about that that's insanity but we didn't get that and we have no reason to believe at the moment that that's really what happened and it's far more plausible that there are business reasons why decisions like this are made. Does that make it okay? Does it make it so that I like it? No, not remotely. But you could, by the way, you could also take this a step further and say it isn't possible for the, I'll say, most of the people reacting to understand what those business decisions even yeah, are that, because they want to take one metric and point to it as an excuse for why this shouldn't have happened. And there's no way for you. That's a very simplistic take Correct. without knowing anything. Correct. But I'm going to make it clear. It's not me saying that I'm excusing it or that like I'm no, good with of it. Of course, we don't know. It's, we don't, it's we me saying it's okay for us to acknowledge that we don't know things we don't know. That's okay. It's the best thing. It's the, frankly, it might be the biggest problem that we have in the country right now. Is we all want to talk about all the research that we've done about certain things. We were, <laughs> when we're supposed to be the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, and we want to tell you about all the research that we've done about fertility instead. Like, it's okay to sometimes sit down and say, I don't know. This is not somewhere where I'm an expert. And so the best thing I can do is say, I don't know. I, it sucks. I'm bummed out about this. I hate it. I hate the fact that Ember Moon, who is awesome, won't be a part of WWE. That sucks. But I don't know why it's the case. And until, again, if the next report is Ember Moon um, was let go because Vince McMahon didn't like her look, then F Vince McMahon, right? Correct. But, Correct. but I don't know that. I'm, and anybody who says that is just saying it to waste space on the Internet to try to get attention. And if, if, that's, you know, if that's the show you guys want to listen to, you're not listening to this show because I can't be that guy. I can't do it. I can yell. And there is something else we can say. Yes. The something else we can say is if credible reporting comes out about unvaccinated people who didn't get fired. Oh, yo, that, that's a huge problem too. Oh, I yeah. agree with that. Oh, that, I, that, that, there was a little. Because my first thought is like, isn't this an issue with Sasha Banks? We know she's that's against the rumor. It. We don't. We, 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 we know, I mean, right? she, she has posts indicating she's against it, but we have no idea if she actually, you know, went through with it or not. Yeah, and that, I'm not trying to say that so that we have a big conversation about that of who is or who isn't or that specific person. I'm simply raising it as no, it's a very if 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 there they can't possibly only be four, right? Uh, people in the whole company. I mean, like there were four people at Ramshead. But it, it also couldn't. It could be that they just haven't confirmed, right? Like it could be that there are others that were released for those reasons that haven't been confirmed. But to your point. If, Maybe we edit that last thing I just said out. <laughs> you son, you yeah. son of a bitch. So I'm sorry. I that, I reacted emotionally to that, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I, that's an awful lot of people for only four I, to be. I understand exactly. And, what and I, I I don't want to get into that yet. But right. it's something to keep. No, tomorrow. but I, if it comes up, right? Like if if it comes up. If at some point in the future we learn that WWE was picking and choosing which unvaccinated people they were letting go. It's a problem, but not because they un they let these people go. It's a problem that they would choose to keep the others around. 
Like Cor- correct. That's correct. That's that's the problem that they would they they would say, "Nah, eh, you're too important. We're not going to really like that's that's a bigger problem." Um if you guys want to look, I obviously this hits a little bit closer to home. Um you guys are going to find out AJ's not on this week's show. I I I don't know if is, is AJ tweeted anything is I don't know if, I haven't even paying attention. It sucks. He, 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 all, all he tweeted out was don't make this about you basically. Okay. And, and and you know, no, love I, for BFAP. Yeah, I mean, and I look, we we met uh, and Brandon and I we met BFAB and she was she was lovely. Um not just physically lovely, she was a lovely person and enjoyed the conversation that we had with her and I I think she's a talent and I like her a lot and it sucks. And I you it know It was it made me really sad to see that name. 100%. 100% made me very very sad. And I I hope for the best for her. I hope for the best for the other three guys. And I hope that it doesn't impact, you know, what they're attempting to accomplish and the history they're trying to make. Like, I, I just, I, I'm not going to say anything. Be, I, I'm smart enough. No, I don't know. And that's all I can do. I can, I can only say it so many times. If you guys want to say things and speculate, by all means. But I am, I'm out of that business, man. I'm out of the business where we speculate about things that we don't know about or that we aren't at least built in um credible you know with credible reporting with credible thought with credible any you know what i mean like i need something in order to back it up before i start talking about it it's... what about what about the part of cuz I, I do think there's something really interesting okay, okay so this comes on the heels of what just happened with ring of honor right so ring of honor i don't know how many wrestlers were employed by ring of honor quite a few that are all independent now right yes now we've got 18 people from wwe what five of which were pretty significant maybe a little more than that it depends on your your level of significance but yes there is a good number of there's a lot of talent out there let's call it let's call it marketable six pretty marketable people probably um for, that should at least get a shot, you know, and, and probably more than that, that will or should, but six obvious people, maybe ish. I was going to say, I think you could say it's more than six, but whatever, however. number. Yeah. I mean, I'm just specifically saying Ember Moon, uh, Taya, Karrion Cross and Scarlet, Keith Lee. Keith Lee and Mia. Me, eh. No, I agree. I think Mia, the, Mia, I think, is an obvious Mia. one. I do. And I, I would I would even go with, because he was, I, I'm not going to say, like, the big TV name, but I, I would go with Oni Bith Busek. Eh, yeah. See, I think, I think we're grasping now. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm saying obvious, you, Aaron, not, like, all okay, the people I, I mean, we yes, like that are saying, good. If, if you're saying could main event yes. impact tomorrow. Obvious yes. people. Like, sure, obvious okay potential stars that WWE was treating as potential stars. They were okay, not treating so. Oni as a potential. I, I no, love no, no, Oni. No, 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 I, I, I thought you meant like talent for an organization. You're talking about like could show up and be the big People thing at Impact who would or immediately, like, like if Ruby Riot was a big deal, these five people are a really big sure. deal. Right? Yes. Okay. Fair. So like, yeah, those, those okay. Six. So you've got those. I don't know, you know, I don't watch Ring of Honor to say enough to say how many of those there are there, right? If you're AEW, right, there's going to be a huge temptation to sign a lot of these people, like the significant ones, because you just made a big deal about fucking Tony Nese. So, like, if you're making a big deal about him, what do you think about Keith Lee? What do you think about, you know, about Karrion Cross? Like, no offense to Tony Nese, but, like, that was ridiculous, the, the way they treated that. So, 
if you do that, do you finally start to reevaluate your current roster? Like, I think they're going to be facing a really interesting situation where at some point you can't keep just adding, right? Like if you, and by the way, we haven't even talked about like, what if Bray Wyatt shows up? What if, you know, all these other people that are floating, have been floating around out there. At what point do you have to get rid of people? I mean, because I think there's a clear bottom that you could cut lop off. You know what I mean? But they clearly haven't done that well, yet. Well, like, it depends on what that means by get rid of people. Because if if their answer is like you can still you can be you can say you're a part of AW, well, you know, but, we'll, we'll honor your contract and you can be on dark. Well, I mean, I'm not even right, saying but that. How many like, like how many people like that can you continue I, I, to? Pay, I, I'm I thinking that AEW might might tr- find this place in the mar- like a low end place in the market where they say you can go spend your weekends doing whatever the f you want to do, make a living, and just you get come to, to Wednesday. And you get yeah. If we ask you to, if we have something, you can tell people you're a part of AEW, but you're not going to be under like a a contract. You're not under contract. You're right. not, you are an independent contractor. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna say we're gonna say we have a relationship with you because it helps you for marketing. And if we have something for you, we'll call you, right? Like if there's if there's some need or if we think you're a fit, like we'll call you. And so we'll be on good terms. Like we'll be on you can you can still say you're a part of AEW, even if you're really not. You go make your living doing whatever it is that you're doing, and if we need you, we'll call you. And because you don't have other they, options that, that would prevent you from doing this, you'll do that. And, um, and what would it be? The only thing is you can't sign to WWE. Essentially. Yep. I mean, essentially. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I guess that there's this... Uh, the it's very interesting, right? Well, and then that would be on that side. You can't work for WWE. WWE wouldn't let you work anyways. Well, that's the point. Like, No, the, I'm, I'm saying, though, like, the point... So a lot of the point of what WWE did or does is like keeping people off of the other show, right? It's exclusive. Yes, Yes. it's exclusivity. You can't. It's not just that you can't do other shows. You can't go work indies. You can't go do signings on the weekends. You can't go do do anything. You can't do commercials without power. So the point I'm trying to make here is, if you have a deal that's sort of willy nilly with AEW, you happen to do something viral. And WWE says, here's $2 million. Does that deal prevent them from taking that? It probably depends on the deal. Like, there, I'm right. sure but there that's what I'm people... trying to say. Like, at what point? It's just all very interesting. Like, how how little can you pay someone and have them accept those terms? I mean, what well, are they, they, Like, they're not going to do that with Keith Lee. Let's be honest. Like, right. Keith Lee is going to be. And, and, like, you know, but, but, but there's a lot of people, though, I, that I, are I, out there that are at that level that you wouldn't do that with. Keith Lee, Bray Wyatt, uh, Scarlett, Karrion Cross, like, right. would you sign those people and let them go do other things and potentially yes. earn their way out? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it depends. It depends. Again, we have no idea what the, the contracts could could say. Like, yeah, you know, we're, you know, you're exclusive, not exclusive to us. You can do independence, and then there are probably others that are like, yeah, you are independent. Well, I'm just saying, like, unless you're signing the dumbest human beings on the planet, the more things you say you can't do, the higher the value of the con. You know right. what I mean? Like, that's, that's the- why they well, can afford these people because they do let them do these things, yes, right? Yes, 100%. But and- the more things you preclude, the higher the contract. But they're goes. not precluding things. But, like, but that's what I'm saying. How much do you have to pay someone to preclude 
well, since you're only paying me fit whatever a fraction of what I was getting at the old we, place, oh, at the okay, old place well, wants now, me now back. Now we're going. Now we're going down into this theory where we have no idea what. we, well, we have no, no, no idea. I, I actually, I actually, answer. I know a little bit about this actually for a couple of different reasons. The 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 point being, the AEW is not really like this is. If you want to say something really positive about AEW, it's that the contracts are not. They're largely not precluding you from doing much of anything. Like but that also means they're way lower. Is like, that's well, that's they, what I'm trying to get in, at. In some it instances, depends. Like Moxley's getting paid a lot, and he can do whatever that's he wants. John Moxley. But that's what we're saying. I, but I that's, understand. But that's what I'm like right now. AEW is paying you based on your value to AEW, not based on what you might do somewhere else. They're they're paying you based on what they think your value is to this company. And they have the ability, because they are not as concerned about exclusivity and full control, they have the ability to give these lower-end deals. To say, look, you're kind of part of AEW, but you're not really, right? Like, you you can say you're under... And when we need you, we'll call you. Or, you know, if you want to show up and do Dark, we'll let you show up and do Dark. And, and those are like the John Silvers of the world and people well, like that. John, I, I think Silver yeah, has John a bigger Silver contract. Probably, the, the, yeah. the regulars on Dynamite probably all right, have right. pretty solid contracts. Or at least enough that it's it's that's that's the the bulk of how you make your living, right? Like, but and the it, people that you see at, at MCW every other weekend are the ones that maybe like well, Joey I mean, Janela or whoever. Yeah, I mean you see, you know, you might see a uh, Brian Cage still does a lot of appearances and I think Brian Cage probably has a legit is getting legitimate money from AEW. Um AEW is structured in a different way and that's and it's it's interesting. At some point your own personal frustration is what it is. Like you want to be on TV because when you're on TV, it makes you more you you more valuable to go out and get these indie promotions, right? So the frustrations yeah. will still be there. If you're doing something with AEW, but you're never on TV, you're still going to be frustrated. But to this point, AEW has not blocked you. Now, I, to my understanding, Aaron, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't believe AEW has allowed for you to do like MLW. I, I, I do think that you're not able to do other American TV except for the Impact thing is over. In, in, except they were when they were working with Impact, working right? With Impact. Yeah, I mean, TV is, yes. It has to be an independent. So thing, that's basically. the one, like, that's the one thing. If you have an offer from MLW and you say, well, that gets me on TV, or if Ring of Honor comes back next summer and you have the option to go there and get yourself on TV and you think that makes yourself more valuable for, you know, appearances than, like, once in a blue moon showing up on Dark... Then yeah, you might make that choice to say I'm not going to do it, but you know, short of that, I I have a lot heard a lot of people talk about like well AEW can't take in all of these people and and you're right they they can't they can't take in all of the Ring of Honor guys that you like and all like they, they can't there is a limit to how much they can take on, but what they are doing is because the competition isn't significant right now, is they're finding a niche where they're structuring deals to say. What else are you going to do? Like, you don't want to sign with us, don't sign with us, because you don't think we're offering you enough money, but, like, WWE said they didn't want you. What are you going to do? What is your alternative at the moment? Um, And that's benefiting them. Now, to this point, I think we're all surprised that Bray Wyatt hasn't signed yet, right? Like, we're all surprised by that. So it might be a situation that he's in where, like, is it really worth it to me to sign for a lesser number? Well, or or is there actually, you know, is Impact stepping up? Is there a bidding war? Right. Is, is it that the number that was offered by AEW was low enough that he said, man, you know, I'd rather be there, but 
Like AEW, you know, Impact thinks that it's worth is, it. So. Is half of his deal at WWE still more than what they're offering or whatever? Yeah, I don't, I don't know, okay. right? Yeah, like, I, we, we don't know about that again. Yeah, we're speculating. Like. That's, that's the thing where we're just speculating for the sake of speculating, right? Like, but, but they, AEW, because of the nature of the way they've done business, does have more of an ability to take people on than than other companies do, but. Especially someone at like the Tony Nese level. Correct, but does it get bloated? But then making, but making them matter at all becomes. Very a, oh, that's a completely different conversation. Like, right. and does it? Is it bloated? Yes, it's bloated. It's a problem. And the, again, the thing that we talked about with dark, you can only people put people on dark for so long before somebody says this. This isn't actually helping me any longer. Like, I'm not actually benefiting from continuing to be on dark. And if people are mad about creative in one place, they're gonna be mad about creative in another place. It's always going to be the case. People will always be mad about creative. But, you know, can they, can they because of the way they structure deals, take more people on because it's not as exclusive? They can. I mean, that's the, that's the reality of it. They can because they're not afraid of what you're going and doing on the weekends. I hope all these people land on their feet. I mean, that's, you know, I, 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 I have no doubt. There, there are certain people I have absolutely no, no doubt about at all. Of course. Keith of Lee. Course, the, yeah. Keith Lee will land way, on his feet. And if talented. it means that we get to see Keith Lee doing, you know, if Keith Lee is going to start working the circuit and we get dream matches every weekend, well, maybe that's better for us as fans in the long run. Yeah, Does maybe. it suck for him? 100%. Do I want it to happen? 100%. But I have no doubt Keith Lee. Well, uh, you know what else it's going to do? It's going to make indie wrestling like crazy again. Yes. Because now people know who all these people are. Like, and when I say that, I don't, I mean, not the people who were paying attention before the people like me who just know who Keith Lee is because of WWE. I will go to an indie show that Keith Lee is on now. Like mm. I would definitely do that. Well, that's on you. And, you should have been going to evolve with us some time ago. That's, that's a, that's a mistake on your part. Well, we, fine. But yeah. no, but the point is there's a lot of me's out there that had oh, no know, idea know, like, where these things were happening or I know, I know that's what true. they are, who any of the people true. are, you know? So I All mean, right. We're gonna we're gonna Might end be up... a good time to start up that indie promotion, guys. Uh, well, it's, uh, <laughs> hopefully more shows can be running and the whole deal. Um, we're gonna end up running over two hours. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's just it's what it is. And with even even without a guest. Um, so with that, with all that in mind, I now give you the rest of this week's episode of Jobbing Out. It's the one place in all of the internet where you'll find four guys talking pro wrestling way too seriously. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton, and WWE superstar AJ Francis. This is Jobbing Out. What's, what's up? up? What? Hey, what's, what's up? What's what's up with you? What's what's up? Hi, welcome in. Oh, a lot up, is there? Welcome in episode number one million of Jobbing Out. As in, Brock Lesnar was definitely fined one million dollars <laughs> by WWE for attacking Adam Pearce. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton. Uh, no main event this week as. Something about a job and, you know, important things, hanging out with a new day. I don't remember exactly what was said, but uh, AJ can't do this week. Hopefully he will be able to be back next week. All right. Um, as far as what we need to talk about, I, we were kind of talking 
We had um we had the longest pre-show meeting that we've had in oh I don't know years <laughs> because I think we discussed what we might do on the show for all of like sixty three seconds uh, before today's show began and it was the longest, longest pre-show meeting we've had. Um, I, I, I and I it led with me saying, guys, I don't know what the big story is this week, and I I genuinely don't know because I I get it the the story that got mo- the most attention of the week was was John Moxley deciding to step away and enter a treatment facility but there's not really anything to be said about that like good for someone taking care of themselves um I'm glad John Moxley is getting the help that he needs um I think it's really important that people do that and I'm glad nothing awful happened related to John Moxley because he hadn't yet sought help so you know that that's there's no take to have about John Moxley going into a facility, and um, it, it's good for everybody to show support for John Moxley. That's a great thing. Um, yes, Aaron, I know you pointed out that like there is, you know, he he clearly was part of their plans, and so now what do they do? Yeah, I mean, it, it seemed to me one of the more interesting storylines was it seemed like they were in the. Ver- in the midst of obviously Eddie Kingston turning heel. And I think Mox would have accompanied him. And I kind of was working under the assumption that Mox would probably end up winning this tournament as a heel and go on to be uh, hangman pages first uh, opponent as a champion. I thought that made all the sense in the world. And obviously that's kind of thrown out the window right now, but um, putting in Miro is not a bad move. No, not at all. Um, you know, you give me a, a Miro uh, Brian Danielson match, I'm certainly not going to be angry about that. Like, there's no world in which that's going to be something that's going to bother me. So, uh, thumbs up for that. Um, making the most out of the situation, and I, I again, I unfortunately, I just don't know what else there really is to say. Am I, is, is there anything else that needs to be said? Like, if we wanted to talk about, you know the fact that they did fully acknowledge it on TV, just fully, you know, it's definitely different from what we're used to from really anybody uh, who would be in this situation to just kind of fully come out and say, Hey, this is why he's not on TV. Um, Okay. It's interesting. I don't know if there's necessarily a take there, but it's, I think it's worth noting. I think think that's always a difficult thing too, because I could certainly understand. I don't know if everyone that was in John Moxley's shoes would want it to be known why what it is that they're doing right right like i it might just very much be the uniqueness of the situation where john moxley says hey i want people to know um for whatever reason either because he wants people to know why he's not there or because he wants to be an example to other people that it's okay to get help right and you know as long as that's the case as long as john moxley wanted people to know then i'm i'm totally good with it if john moxley had said to AEW, look i need to go seek treatment but i would much rather that not become public then I would like to hope that AEW would say, okay, we get it, and would have you know, come up with an injury angle or, or something along those lines to cover uh, for why John Moxley's off of television. I, I'm all for, in general, there being a broader topic about you know, addiction and it being a disease and people needing medical help when dealing with addiction or, or, or mental health. I'm all for that being a broader conversation, and if the person involved is willing to be a part of that broader conversation, like, bully, thumbs up all around. But I, I, I think there there would be an inclination for someone to say, well, this is proof of why AEW's better because they addressed it and they told us the truth. And, like, I don't know that everyone that's ever been in a situation like this would want the truth to come out. 
Um, I, I don't think that's necessarily a wrong take. I, I think, you know, if you're going out of your way to say, oh, my God, this is crazy. I, I, I wasn't trying to go down that road more. Just no, I like, don't think I don't think look, you were. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I, I just more found it interesting that, again, because of, I guess, the I don't, I don't even want to say uniqueness of AEW. But, you know, it's not a character thing. And maybe it will be a character thing going forward to Mox, though, if they were planning on turning him heel, that would be really hard going forward. But because they are kind of you know, making the humans, the characters at the back and forth, the ability to do this is a little more than it would be on say WWE or even uh new Japan or ring of honor or anywhere else. Yeah, maybe I do think there's danger to that though. And, and I think oh, there's certainly, danger, and, 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 and that's again, where like, I, I kind of agree with what you're saying, but I wouldn't fall into the trap. I think a lot of people would follow it up with that makes it better. And I, I don't know that I agree with that. And, and I'll, and I'll bring up something. I wasn't, I do want to get to, to to like Becky and Bianca and some WWE things, but because we're we're at AEW, I also think that runs into like an issue that I like that I had during the course of the show on Wednesday of this week, which was that wasn't okay with Chris Jericho, man. I I, I there's nothing else I can yeah. say about it. That's not okay. That's not this this thing. Where, Aaron, to your point, you're like, there's this sort of blurred line and there's a little bit more real with AEW or whatever. Well, that's that's part of the problem. You're, one of your top faces on your card can't be the guy that's slut-shaming Paige Van Zandt. Like, even in a joke, you can't do that, period. That we, I, I don't know how, and part of it would say, well, you know, Chris Jericho's a little bit older and... You know, he's that, that's his, I mean, that's what we loved him for, right? Back in like, and, and all of those things, and you can you can say that, and I, you know, like, as long as you're not trying to excuse it, and you're only giving reference to why maybe Chris Jericho, the performer in that moment, like if that wasn't scripted, and it didn't feel like it was scripted, but maybe I'm just being naive, right? Like. Maybe I'm hoping that it wasn't scripted, and so I'm sort of allowing myself to believe that it wasn't, and it really was just Chris Jericho in a moment saying, well, what am I supposed to do with this, right, like as a performer? Um, if it was scripted, shameful. Like, it's, it's, th- there's, there's no place for that. Um, that's something that, like, I, I, I would still be uncomfortable with a heel character doing, but at least there would be a very defined no, this person can make this joke because he's awful, and we're saying that people that make these jokes are awful, right? Like, I still don't know if it's something that I would want to do, but at least there would be a bit more definition to that. Um, to have a face character be the one to do that, it just it better not have been scripted, and beyond that, if it wasn't, Chris Jericho has to know better. That That, that was... I I know it was kind of a throwaway nothing moment, but it really did jump off the page of me in the same ilk of what you're talking about, Aaron, which is this like blurred line of 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 real and character and all that. And like you gotta be aware of that, man. Like that that it it made me cringe, truthfully. I, I'm not against what you just said. It's you know, it's it's a line for two thousand, two thousand one. It is not a line for twenty twenty one. 
and well, you know, and to many be fairness, people... it shouldn't have been a line then. We just we were in a well, it shouldn't have been, right. but we... it was like let, let's let's be very honest. Correct. It was a line, and it was a line that would absolutely make everyone who was watching erupt in two thousand two thousand one. Correct. Like we, we got to acknowledge that. A hundred percent, but that that doesn't make it okay. <laughs> like there, you know no, what I mean? It, like no, no, it doesn't make it okay then. But it, it was, I guess, understandable then, and not now. Um. Yeah, it can't happen. Plain and simple. And I, I don't, I don't know. Again, it. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm hoping that it was nothing other. I'm hoping that the the, the most simple excuse was her line was scripted. And somehow, you know what, now that I, I can't, you know what I mean? Like, now that I said that out loud, it's really hard for me to believe that, that it wasn't scripted. Like, I, I don't think they would let Paige Van Zandt. Or, or that her line was scripted, but then he right. had, you like, know, all day to think of that. I, I, well, it's very difficult for me to think that Paige Van Zandt would be allowed to do an unscripted line, right? Like, there, what, what, in what. No, I mean, Jericho's was. What, what I'm saying, right, but that's sort of what I'm saying, Brandon. Like, if, if, if her line was scripted. Then you knew it was there. Everybody read over that script and immediately had the ability to say, "Did you guys hear how that sounds? Like, you guys, you guys hear that? Maybe we should not have her say that particular line." It definitely. The more I think about it, I, I think there is no plausible deniability about the scripted nature of yeah. it. Like, the more I think about it, it definitely was scripted, and it ain't okay. It's just not. It, it's not okay for a face character to be doing that because. That's who you come off as, as an entity. You come off as the entity that thinks it's funny to make slut-shaming jokes. And, again, that, I get it, Aaron. Like, that, the world that we lived in 20 years ago, that was, that was what we did. And, and we should have known better, but we didn't, right? Like, and I'm not, I, I am not leading the crusade of, let's go back 20 years and chastise everyone who made those jokes, but you damn well have to know better in 2021. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and especially coming off of the um, the thing with the acclaimed. Like, you, you oh, have yeah. that situation, yeah. and then you go to this, and it's just like, okay, like, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah, none of it was okay. And then well, other... And there's some, yeah, go ahead. I mean, right. there's some other things you can pile in there, too, that, like, would suggest that they want to go for this kind of fan too that that thinks stuff like this is funny i mean there's been little hints and things here i mean jericho's been doing comments like this since Paige van zandt has come into the company i don't know why there's been this one was more noticeable to me i, I think because he like engaged the crowd in it because th this one well didn't they didn't wasn't there another chant like two weeks ago of of something pretty obscene for her was there i mean i i, I I've I've felt this way since I this is at least the third time that he said something man basically slut shaming Paige Van Zandt. Well, I'll I'll apologize if that's true for not catching it the other times because uh, you know I, I would have spoken up. I'm not saying that makes it better. I'm and, and I'm like, not and I'm also not saying that it makes anyone it's inherent more of a trend than a yeah. Than a flub, it's, it doesn't know? make anyone inherently evil. Like I'm not. I want to make that very clear. I'm not trying to portray right, right. Chris Jericho as being evil. Right. It's no, that. No. It's that it within professional wrestling. There should be the ability to say, we don't have our faces do that. That's not okay. It's it's not. Like, we have to be able to portray that. And if we can't, there's a far bigger problem. And, and Brandon, if your point is like, well, yeah, the far bigger problem is this is the type of person that they want. Like, they want the barstool crowd. They want the, you know... The, I, Joe Rogan? Maybe, yeah. Like, maybe that's the case, but... 
boy, I don't know. I I thought they were going. Aaron, you tell me if I'm wrong. I thought like the independent wrestling fan that they kind of craved was the person that thought themselves a little like they that they thought they above were this, yeah right? they were like, above like the the, the GCW Effie crowd right i thought that like in their world that's who they wanted now what they had to take in order to get that was you know the, the some of the trash as well but that the crowd they actually wanted was sort of the intellectual pro wrestling crowd like the people that would say i don't like vince mcmahon scripted testicle jokes on wwe like, I think I'm above that. I thought that might be the crowd they want. And if that's the case, then this wouldn't play to that. Well, then there's Daniel Bryan talking about balls and, you know. The, yeah, and, I mean, I guess ultimately at the end of the day, it's, it's like I just keep saying. It's, it's all the same thing. <laughs> like, yeah. It's all the same it, thing. I mean, if, if, if anything, they've gone a little lower than current WWE. You know what I mean? If, if, if we're talking about yeah. dipping into that humor i mean they've all they everybody said shit a lot i don't know you know like i i mean they, they, they've been doing some of it too but yeah. i'm saying like if you if you want to take the sharpest jabs i feel like that's maybe like, maybe you might be right about that you might be right i don't know it's just interesting to me it, it i don't it really did jump out at me this week i mean i definitely don't reason. think they would let someone on wwe say about someone going five on one on an only fans page yeah. um <laughs> It depends who it was. They'd let Cena do something like that. And Cena had. Well, and, The Rock, you know, yeah, you're right. The and, Rock, and the Ro- like, it depends <laughs> who it was. Well, but the, we're going back a ways with The Rock, too. I mean, like, I don't know. But that, even, even when The Rock came back. By the way, I want to make this very things. clear. I'm also not trying to make it seem like WWE is better than AEW in this no, capacity. No, 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 I, this, no. This is not an AEW thing to me. This is a pro wrestling thing. Like, we've and, gotta... and, and which, which actually, go, like, kind of thinking about the AEW, Jer- what we, you know, what we've heard is that Jericho kind of has control over all of the segments, and it, it is very possible that, you know, this is all a Jericho thing when it comes to that. Yeah, now, should someone be talking to him about it? Absolutely. Yeah, like that, that's just that, that's not something that a face character should be doing in pro wrestling in 2021. Period. I mean, like that's that 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 should we should be capable of saying the guy who is slut shaming is a bad person. Like we should be capable of that. Um, I, I get it. We're we're not. It's a bigger societal problem that we're dealing with. We're not capable of that. Um, but it it just seems like something that a couple of people with brains should be able to write into a script and say, no, 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 that doesn't that doesn't make sense. That doesn't work. Um, but you know, it is what it is. I, as far as the rest of the the show for AW is concerned, you know, I thought it was like again. I actually I think the Miro Daniel Bryan thing was like the best thing. Um, if I'm if I'm being honest, I think the a lot of it also fell into the tropes that have been problematic all the whole time. You know, once again, uh, MJF cuts this great promo on Darby Allen, and then the moment the focus should go to Darby Allen, instead it becomes about Sting. And MJF's terrified of Sting, not at all afraid of Darby Allen. If you don't see why that's not a problem, like if you don't get that that it's that MJF is essing his pants about the presence of Sting, but talks down to Darby Allen. I don't know what to tell you. Like that's that's a problem in how these characters are presented. Um, At the same time, he did run away from Darby. Like to to defend slightly, I agree that it shouldn't have been Sting. Like if you had done just the the army of Darbies without Sting, yes, I think it works. But he was super confident and cocky right until the moment that Sting arrived. And then well, no, he was he was he was running. To be fair, the reason Sting arrived was because he was running. Um. 
All right. I mean, that's it's a no. I mean, I I agree that the the Sting thing is bad, but like, let's be fair. He was running from Darby. Uh, he was backing up. Was he running? He you was, know, he he was stumbling out of the ring to get he away was backing, from the oncoming. He was backing up because he didn't want to fight, right? But he had been talking s. I I don't know, man. It's just the way it's positioned that Sting is the. It's the continues to be the issue to me. And then somehow, because they're they have no idea what to do about Cody Rhodes, they decided once again to make it a story about seventy year old men. Because that's what AEW will always do. I mean, that's that's who they are as a company. And they will always go back to we're always gonna make everything about the old guys. Um, but how dare you ever be physically involved uh with an old guy because we don't do that around here. We don't uh, we don't have old men fight. That's not something that we do in this situation. Um it, it it was it it came off utterly panicked. Um it's it's every problematic part of the Cody Rhodes character. It's that on uh, uh Andrade El Idolo beating Cody Rhodes should just be about Andrade El Idolo beating Cody Rhodes. Period. Like that's that's what should have been the story should have been Andrade beat Cody Rhodes and that's the end of it. The same way that once upon a time the story should have been Malachi Black beat Cody Rhodes and that's the end of it. But they're not capable of telling that story. They have to immediately spin away from it, detract from it, make it about something else. They've got to do something else because they are so desirous of quote-unquote protecting Cody Rhodes, which is abundantly clear, ain't protecting him in any effing way. Yeah, yeah, I mean, especially if you're going like I don't mind heels winning with underhanded tactics, even fine. if it's against Cody Rhodes. But like, do it about the heel. Don't do it about everybody else. Correct. You know? It's totally yeah. fine for a heel to get an underhanded win. Completely fine. Utterly fine for that to be the case. But that's the end of it. That's the story. They can't do that. They they are not. They have to immediately bury what happened. In the same way that, yeah, we'll let Malachi Ble- ba- ba- uh, Black beat Cody Rhodes, but then we've got to make the story being about Cody Rhodes retiring for whatever nonsensical reason. They have to immediately make it clear that the thing that happened, avert your eyes. That's not really what happened. That's not really the story that we're telling you. We need to tell you some other story immediately to pretend like it didn't happen. Yeah, I mean, we, we've been talking about it for months, or yeah. you're coming on a year now. <laughs> it's infuriating, man. It's just infuriating. And then, you know, as a whole, like, I, that's the bummer to me is that, like, I, at best I could say this was a forgettable show. Like, it wasn't, but, like, at worst, it, it fell into all the tropes. And because of that, it's more negative than it is positive to me. Like, it's just you sort know, of a, ugh, you know. I, it's. I, I do want to point out, because we haven't pointed out the past few weeks, that, like, everything they're doing with, with Adam Page is picture perfect, like week by yeah, week. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I agree with that. I I do. Yeah, like like so, I'm I'm looking for some bet upside here. And again, like leading up to this match, this is basically week by week exactly what I would have wanted to see out of Hangman. It, it's it's all. Is, does it all go into the toilet if yeah. he loses the match? Yeah, we talked yes. about that. Yep. Yes. Yep. One hundred percent. And well, but, I, I am concerned that that's possible. Oh, I'm I'm concerned it's possible for sure. Um, it's possible, but they've done everything so right that it's you know you, you'd, I, you'd I, like I don't to hope. Yes, it. you'd like to hope. If they just want to go back to Brian Danielson, Kenny Omega, then you know. I, I would say Yikes. I would say two things, Aaron. You're 100 percent right, which is of course further proof that like it's amazing when you have a logical feud championship match at a pay per view instead of some 
nonsensical thing that no one asked for as your championship match at a pay-per-view, it's amazing what that can do for you in the lead-up. It's amazing how just having a logical feud culminated a pay-per-view, it's crazy. It's almost like the thing that's worked forever in professional wrestling might work. <laughs> the damnedest thing. Where in, when you say things like, well, we don't need to have feuds, and you've just been conditioned to think, that, what was the effing stupid thing that Cody said? He said uh, uh, that somebody gets in a fight uh, at the coffee machine. Like catering. Yeah, or catering or catering. whatever. It's, all, it's crazy how the thing that literally has always worked the best might be the thing that works the best. <laughs> like, what a novel concept that maybe if you just throw some dumb S together and make it a championship match at a pay-per-view, you won't get a great build to it because there's nothing to build to. <laughs> what a what a crazy concept I, it is. I, it's amazing. Looking at the card right now, and it's it's probably the most well-built pay-per-view card they've had since the full gear two years ago. Let me let me pull you know? up. Let me uh, just to, it, just to it, remind it's myself. Page versus Omega for the title. You yeah. have the culmination of the tournament in, in Danielson versus Miro. You have Darby versus MJF, which is going on, you know, built up for two yeah. months now. You got Inner Circle versus American Top Team. You know, Lucha Brothers versus FDR is probably the least built match, and that's at least you can say, you know, they've been feuding. Like all of it works. Yeah, for the most, like you know, somebody would say the tournaments are kind of forced, but I don't, you know, I kind of, I don't necessarily care about that, right? Like, it, if it, if it, as I've said before, as long as it, as it's a tournament for something, then I'm, I'm good yeah. with that. Now, of course, you know, we always have to find out what that means. Much like you know, their their past championship situations. If it's just to get a championship match on on the following Wednesday and blow through it, then I, you know, I don't, I don't know. Well, but, uh, but of course, you know. Kenny Omega won this last year. That's so. Yeah, that's that is true. That is true. No, look, I it, it definitely as far as their papers you pay per views go, it comes off as one of the the best built, if not the best built they've ever had. But it speaks to why it is that these other things were problems. And like if if this is them acknowledge as I as we said before about the women's division, if this is them acknowledging. We've really effed this up in the past when everybody was raving about how great the pay per view were pay per views were, and we were all sitting around like what. What are you talking about? These these things don't make sense. Um, if this is them acknowledging that and saying moving forward, we're going to try to do a better job of like building logical storylines and that that nonsense that we were saying about how storylines don't matter and only matches matter. Like, <laughs> kind of f that up. My our bad guys. Then then bully. Like that's that's a wonderful thing. That's a that's great news for professional wrestling fans. If you're going to get more logical storylines, and it speaks to as. By the way, when we asked, ironic that I'm going to bring up an interview we did with the Young Bucks, given what's happened since then, but like when we did that interview with the Young Bucks, and I, I put it out there and said, really? And they were like, yeah, you might be right. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, and credit to them for like the way that they handled it, but I can't believe I'm saying credit to the Young Bucks on this show, given what's happened of late, but... I, I did appreciate like when we brought that up with them and they were like they, they diplomatically essentially said, No, we know you're right. <laughs> it's like we know this is nonsense. So hopefully that's the case for the entire company, is that moving forward this will be the plan is to have logical builds to uh feuds and um and pay per view matches, particularly the championship matches that actually matter. I hope that's the case. All right. Um to Becky Bianca. Is that where we want to go next? Sure. All right. Um I mean, I don't love it. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pretend like I do. I don't love it, but 
I, I think we all know it speaks to the awkwardness of what's going on right now. It speaks to their desperation to try to get you to watch um, Raw during football season. And I, we've said for a long time, I think they're going to gimmick and gimmick and gimmick and gimmick some more. Um, does it does it hurt Bianca badly? I don't know. I don't think so. Not. Doesn't. Yeah. The loss with fans cheering. You know, we kind of had this talk when we when we first started going down this road. Could this if, you know, the fans still to at least, you know, a mixed extent stay behind Becky? Is that a problem? I don't think that that is the case. I, I, I we watch two different shows. If you think that that's the case, I think it's a bigger problem than just Monday night in particular, but I do think it's it's real. I mean, like, people like stars, and Becky Lynch is a star, and it, it's it's really hard to get away from that. Yes, people are were willing to boo her in certain circumstances, but in the end, they're still really excited that she comes out because she's a star. I mean, that... It, it kind of... They still boo her we, at the right times. They, they, they might cheer when she comes. It's the same thing as, like, uh, they you cheer know, when the Miz she wins, or something. Though, which is a little problematic. I didn't think they cheered her win. That was a big pop. That was they a booed. big pop. They didn't. We watched well, I mean, two different I, shows. I didn't hear a big this pop. Is, this isn't I, an everybody thing. A, a strong portion of the audience was cheering. It was a mixed crowd. I, I did not notice that. I, I mean, I definitely heard it was mixed. I didn't. It it didn't it wasn't alarming to me. It didn't jump off the page of like, oh, this is a problem. Um But I mean there definitely were there people people like Becky Lynch. Like that it's the reality. We're not gonna stop if you wait, if you have Becky, Bailey, Charlotte, or Sasha, there's always gonna be a portion of the audience who's gonna cheer those four people no matter what, no matter what you do. That's just gonna be the and case. But, it, but okay. I don't think it was enough people to matter. I don't think it's a, I, it just is the same in the same token that there is people that might cheer for like Seth Rollins. You know what I mean? Like it's not enough people to make to hurt the face. I think if you had a not strong face, it could like in the case of a Nikki Ash or in the case of like maybe Rhea in some towns like maybe. But I think Bianca's reaction has been strong enough that it's not coming off as as hurting her. To where they might have to change her character or something. Oh no, like, no, I, I, I'm not going there. I'm just like, let's assume for a second that this is kind of you get to have Becky get away from Bianca for a little bit because we are eventually going to go through that storyline where you know basically she beats Becky at Mania. Um, in which case it's fine. But if you kind of take the the jets off of Bianca, you cool her down a little bit, and then you try to heat her up after. He's doing great work based on what we're seeing now. I do wonder, okay, when you try to heat her up again, is that going to be a thing? I don't think they're going to cool her off at all. I think she's the captain of the Survivor Series team and kills, some, you know, beats whoever looks great doing it. I think they keep her at the forefront. I don't, I don't see them cooling her off at all. I think okay. they've got, I, I think that now again, they could be dumb, but I think if you've got, and, you know, we just got to say it like a woman of color who can be the face of your show. You are the dumbest person on the planet if you don't keep taking advantage. I guess of that. my question, Brandon, is like, how do you do that without and, and, and part of this is just my reluctance to buy the, the, what I know of WWE is they struggle to have multiple really good women's storylines going at the same time. So 
how do you how do you keep her red hot with Becky being on the same show and doing other things related to the championship picture that she's not a part of? I mean, I think the best way is to do like basically the version of Kofi Mania where she has to essentially beat every obstacle possible to get back to Becky. I, I mean, I think I and I and I and I think that can work, but like could Raquel Gonzalez factor into that? I was going to say the, the the problem with that is who are the obstacles? In well, the and, way? but let me go back. Let me go a step further than that. When did Kofi Mania actually start? Elimination, Elimination chamber. chamber. So that only had to run for how long? This only has to go until Royal Rumble, really. Uh, she wins the Rumble, and then you're set. I mean, I, 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 I don't believe they're going to have her win the Rumble. Again. I don't either. But I'm just saying. I, I think, I think, I think your Kofi Mania thing is right in that that's what she does between the Rumble and WrestleMania. But like, what my my point is that like you you have months right now where you gotta like this. I, I, I mean, know. they could do something with Alexa. They could do something with but does that, Zelina. They does could that, do something with Nia Jax. I, but, they could do and, and I get you're, you're naming women, but like the WWE is not giving you a history of what's happening away from the women's title in the women's division is big and matters and keeps someone hot. There is, there are very, very well, few to be, examples. To, but of to that. be fair, though, when have they had the opportunity to do that with a star? I, like I think that they had done that in the past with Charlotte. It's just that they can't keep her away from the title long but, enough. But that's sort of my keep... like my my point being like every time they've been in this position, it's immediately well that's just got to be the championship picture. I'm not I I think Bianca's incredible, right? Like I think she's a star of stars. This goes back to why we kind of all thought it was a mistake for her and Becky to end up on the sh- same show together, right? And somebody might say it would have been a problem for her and Charlotte to be on the same show together. Like I I I don't know, but this is. This is the eternal issue to me of if we're saying she's got to stay away from Becky, and I think that's what we're saying, right? Like, I, I don't. I think... mean, they they did that live Morgan bit for a reason. So if we're saying that, I just don't know that I trust them to do actual relevant and compelling things. Now the answer could be that that's okay. That someone cooling off for two months, especially during football season isn't going to be the end of the world when we get to the Royal Rumble, right? Like, that once football season is over and they sort of re-kick things off on that first Raw of January and they have Bianca interact with Becky again, it won't really matter if she's not necessarily been white hot between November and January. That might be the case. It might be that even if they can't do it, even if what they have her doing just sort of feels secondary and not all that big and... I think they have her win Survivor Series, first of all. And I know that we know that doesn't mean much, but but that's a spot that they've used in the past for someone like this. So you're saying she's she's the 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 lone survivor of survivor. She's the captain of the team. All right. I mean, I mean, there's not much else to do at Survivor Series. You know, I mean, mean? but that's that's if you're going to do something at Survivor Series. Oh, I would rather. I would. Well, well, I would rather. Honestly, I would rather have. Like this is part of the problem. I I think the Survivor Series matches should just go. Like it's just nothing. Like it's 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 ham. It's fit. What am I trying to say? It's ham handed or ham fisted. Ham fisted. Jesus. So what's handed? What's something handed? What's I, I know I'm confusing he- two different heavy things. Heavy handed. Heavy handed. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to say heavy fisted. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. It's heavy fisted, Aaron. Uh, um, it's 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 he- he- heavy handed. It's ham fisted. 
like I, I do think that the Survivor Series matches, the traditional matches, that there's just no point to them any. Like you, you've had your opportunity to make Survivor Series matter. You can't do it. So at this point, you're better off just doing a series of matches between someone on each show and trying to make it presented as your All Star game, right? Like, or, or or by the way, you can do the Survivor Series matches, but do Team Rollins versus Team Edge. You know, do uh, do feuds. Yeah, but like what? That's like back to the old school way, like it, the 80s it, way. It is, but it's just become increasingly more and more different, difficult for them to make it seem like there's a reason why these people, sh- why other people should care about Seth Rollins' feud with Edge. Like they have not. Wh- well, no, it's like the thing that they would do in the 80s, where like then it's Street Profits, all the faces, right? Are on Street one, Profits yeah. and like Alpha Academy or whoever would be on the opposing sides, and then. Uh, you know, Randy Orton and Riddle and, uh, you know, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode or whoever the hell they're, yeah, right. and, and, whoever they're feuding with would be on and, and, opposing sides. You just match them up. And it was like, you right. know, we're all buddies because we're heels and, and we're and all that's, buddies. And that's the super team. Friends. Right. And I get, and that's, I think that's even more viable than what we've, I mean, it's a more viable concept. It's just, they've, they have shown them, it's, they've shown themselves incapable of, of, of telling a story that matters and makes you say, I need to watch this match. Um, I, I would just rather it be at this point, just to say it's the all-star game. That's all it is. We take somebody from raw, somebody from SmackDown. Uh, I don't know if you heard it's the, the one time. I don't know if you guys are aware. The one of yeah, no. time. Um, and, oh. and do it that way. Cause I think, I think that they could create something that would be hot and could create something that would be interesting. And, could give you a match that Bianca could win and would feel big and would be helpful. But I, you know, I just don't think having her win a, you know, a, a traditional Survivor Series match that no one gives an S about helps you in, in any way. And again, I, I am acknowledging, I don't, it might very well be that it's only two months and it's two months during football season and it's two months during the holiday season where there's going to be a couple of weeks in there where, where, where Christmas is on a Friday this year, right? And yeah, I, I think it's on a Saturday. Saturday. It's on a Saturday this year. So I don't yeah. know. They might be live every week, right? But like, there's also the chance that like they do a, a taped draw in there anyway because they're up against the Monday Night Football game. They're like, what are we doing? Let's just run a taped draw in there too. So it, it's possible. I mean, there are some significant people who aren't on a show right now. That you know, Oscar is still out there. Bailey should be back soon, right? Within the next couple of months, Lacey Evans should be back. I mean, yeah, but you're not going to you can't give me the the first couple. Yes, you're not. You're not because you love Lacey Evans. Your attempt. This is like when Kobe Bryant was sent out that tweet like, guys, stop arguing about me, Michael Jordan and LeBron James. And everybody was like, nobody was arguing about you, Michael Jordan and LeBron James. You're trying to do the bit. That's a person they positioned strongly that could be. No, no, that wouldn't feel like it mattered. I, I know you love Lacey Evans, but if 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 Bianca Belair worked with Lacey Evans, that would feel very much like just a thing they were doing. It would not feel like it mattered. But to, to but your point. But it would be something for her to do that would come. she would come out no, on top. It wouldn't but be I, her. I, I don't know if it, that would keep her hot. Right, that's but, my but, point. So, it no, would but, not no, in but, any no, way but, keep but, her but hot. But the problem is we're comparing it to what you guys are saying they do, which is that she's not even on the fucking show. I mean, that's that's what has happened. No, I don't, I'm not you worried know? about I'm What I'm worried about, They the problem isn't not being on the show to me. The problem is that but, whatever... But that's, that, but that's what has happened in the past. It has sometimes, but also yeah. the bigger problem is that like, if they even attempt to do a secondary storyline, they just don't position it in a way that it feels like it matters. 
that it's just a match that they did it and it, it'll be her with someone trying to go for the tag belts or something like or or just, a, or just you know for whatever like all, out of nowhere they throw in like he's going to feud with Zelina for reasons correct right and like nobody really cares and it's not something that it it'll, it'll be to see it'll be i actually they're 100% going to do that it's going to be who's the captain of team raw and Zelina's going to say well I'm the queen so I'm the captain and Bianca is going to say, I'm the EST, so I'm the captain, and that'll be three weeks of matches. <laughs> Correct. I mean, you're, you're not love wrong. It so much. You're not wrong. You're not wrong, man. You're not wrong about that. That's exactly They're what it is. They're already setting that up with uh, Drew on, on SmackDown. Like, that's totally going to be Drew McIntyre's and, and, whole. And then, oh, like, and then, by the way, coming, coming out of Survivor Series, it's going to be Bianca versus Carmella. Uh, I'm okay with that. I'm fine with it. Yeah, I mean, but, but it it's it, right. It, too it, much. It just doesn't. Like, it, you're doing it. It passes the time. And again, I, I I'm gonna say it for a fourth time because I do think it matters. It. I'm just gonna say a sentence where I do think it matters. It might not matter. That's literally the sentence that I'm about to say. It. I I think Aaron's 100 percent right, and I don't think that keeps Bianca Belair hot. I think it's just passing the time. But at the end of the day, because of the nature of the time of year that it is. It might be all right. It might not be that big of a deal. I'm, I don't like it, but it just might be that by the time we get to January and we get the Rumble season, whatever happened for the last two months doesn't matter all that much. And I, it's not the way that I like things to go, as you guys know. It was the problem I had with Drew McIntyre. Like where Drew McIntyre was irrelevant, and then suddenly won the Royal Rumble. Right? Like it. I like to. Th- if I'm, it be- wasn't suddenly. It was quite suddenly. Drew McIntyre. I mean, I, was a- I said on the show two months before. No, uh, a lot Royal of people Rumble thought he was going to win the Royal Rumble. Were setting Drew up. It, it was they, not two they, months. They, it was two weeks. They, yeah, they were not doing that, Brent. He was an, the, the a, three, a month. Two we, one started two weeks before the Rumble. Yes, we. we I, I think it was over a month. It was no, not. It, it was not at all. <laughs> The first time they did it, though, I came on. He was an utter afterthought. He was barely relevant in the fall. Like, and barely relevant might be nice to say that. Like, he was not a a significant part of anything in that fall, and then suddenly was shot forward. And again, I like Drew McIntyre. It's all well and good. I I just wish they would have, you know, like made that what happened. I will. I get that they kind of tap out in the fall because it's football season. But if I'm going to watch wrestling anyway, I wish that what happened in the fall mattered. In that way, I would prefer that Bianca Belair didn't suddenly take two months where she kind of doesn't matter all that much. But in the same way that it didn't matter for Drew McIntyre, it might not matter for Bianca Belair either. And in fairness, she had way more built up beforehand than Drew McIntyre did at that point. Like, So it, it just might not matter. Okay. All right, moving on. <laughs> I guess that's the end of that, then. I guess that's the end of that conversation. Um, so what else from Raw? The whole Big E, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins thing was strange. I like I'm it. Not, I, I'm not saying it's good or bad. It's strange, and um, I'm not totally I, sure what I they're did trying not, to get out of it. I will openly admit I did not like it. I don't like... How... how how is that? I like it because I don't know where it's going, and it's better than them just saying Big E and Seth Rollins are going to fight for four weeks. Um, is is Big E and, and well, I mean, to I, me, I, I think it's a kind of an interesting story because does, you've got Seth Rollins sort of poisoning this whole situation, right? Like, you know, Big E and Kevin Owens were bros, and then Seth Rollins kind of screwed all that up. I mean, I think it's an interesting e story. Like, himself- keep in mind that the bare minimum is that they have to run in place for 
eight weeks, basically. Um, so, like, if this is kind of interesting in the meantime, why not? I just don't know who... Does it hurt Big Here's the question. It is Big E allowing himself to get poisoned potentially harmful? Yeah, I, I, I No, but it's Kevin Owens that's getting poisoned, not Big E. Well, in a way Big they're... E was the one who attacked at the end because Kevin Owens was a dick. <laughs> Kevin Owens just said I, it was a mistake. He was apologizing. He was apologizing, but he doesn't have to accept his apology. Yeah, but that's a, who looked good Seth there. Seth Rollins clearly just helped Kevin Owens try to win the match. But that And Kevin Owens, listen, there's precedent for this. Kevin Owens screwed over the big day. He was big O and he, he yeah. the whole story was Big E saying, I know what you are. I know who you are. Like you're the guy who turns on everybody. I thought it was a great story. I don't, I mean like it makes sense. There's history to support it. Like, yeah, but they, I don't but know they didn't, what they else didn't, we want, but they right didn't now. lead into any of that history. Like what? they didn't lean into any of that history Not yet, but next week I'm sure they, I mean like it just happened. But, it was a moment in time that happened, but, but, but let's, week one let's, of a, let's say, let's say that is the story. They go deep into that, but Kevin Owens is doing everything he can to be a face is making people choose between Biggie and Kevin Owens a good thing. And who's it? I don't, for? I don't know. I mean, I think it's more likely that, I mean, he's facing Seth Rollins next week, right? I think it's more likely that this is something to to push Kevin Owens over the edge. To to make him a heel. Right. Right. And so if that's where this is going, is this is Kevin Owens becoming a heel, then yeah, I I guess it's, you know, it's interesting. Um, but there's a lot in there that's that's problematic for me. And, like, some of this is, is subtlety. If, if Big E was prepared to defend the belt against Seth Rollins... And you're Kevin Owens, and you're coming out and saying, "Well, if this guy's not willing to do it. I am. Why wouldn't you ask for it to be a title match? You were prepared to defend the belt tonight. Defend it against me. That's the first like plot point." Well, Seth problem. Rollins has the contract. For the I title understand match. that, but or why a title match doesn't necessarily mean next. WWE contracts are weird. No, it definitely doesn't mean the Big E couldn't couldn't defend the title beforehand. There's nothing about it that says he just says he has the contract for a championship match. That's it. So it it kind of makes Kevin Owens look dumb in the process, right? Like you've got a chance to get a championship match and you didn't even go for it. Like that seems weird. And doesn't it feel kind of does it feel like Kevin Owens is worthy of a championship match now? Like what I I none of this it all came off to me really awkward. And if it's about turning Kevin Owens heel, I think what I would say is I would rather they be more subtle. Right, like I would rather this. This felt like, well, you better be turning Kevin Owens heel, or else none of this makes sense. And yeah, because if if you're not, it's almost like you're turning Big E heel, and you right, can't do right. that. Like that's right. my that's my point. So like it, either you have to turn Kevin Owens heel. Okay, fine, I'll listen. If that's the case, as you just pointed out, you got a long time right now. <laughs> like you got all the yeah. time in the world. Why put it all out there in one show? Um. Because they're not putting it all out there in one show. They still have him fighting Seth Rollins next Except week. we're left with this taste of either you're turning... You, you say that, Brandon, except we're, we ended the night We don't saying, know. Right now, it's just a disagreement between two people. But if they're not doing it, it makes no sense what they did. No, it, I think they're eventually... Why does it have to be right now immediately? We've got, like you said, we have eight weeks of nothing. Like... Why can't they develop this over a couple of weeks because if you're going to get a real title match with Big E and Kevin Owens at 
you know, because whatever there are New plenty, Year's Day. There are plenty of ways to do this where we don't walk out of it saying, either you do this or I'm mad. There are plenty of ways to have subtlety in between there where you're left with a thought like, maybe? M- maybe? That's I think what that's what doing? this was. No, we're left not maybe. with a maybe. We're left with either they're doing it or this was nonsense. Like or, or or it's just leading to a triple threat match because they didn't want to do Seth but, Biggie. But if it's leading to a triple threat match and they don't turn Kevin Owens heel, then we have a problem. I think edge, right. <laughs> he's the the weird edge that we had two months ago or whatever, where he was kind of a heel but not really, or you know, in the Roman Reigns feud with Daniel Bryan. I just don't know that, who that's that. Who's that right? helpful for? Like, Edge, oh, I mean, th- no, it's not it's not really that, helpful for anybody, right? But, I mean, but, but that goes back to I my think point. We said this back I think we said this way back when that happened too though. As long as you have a clearly defined face and a clearly defined heel, you can have a gray area person in there as long as it's all three of them. But that's if you get who's helped you get by the Big E or Kevin, you're right, it would be a problem. But sorry, who's helped by becoming a gray area person now? Who is that benefit? Big E, if he beats both of them, I I, I don't well, know. Well, Big, Big E can't be a gray. If Big yes. E's a gray area person. That's no, no, a no, 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 no. Kevin Owens would be the gray area. But person. that's what how does that help Kevin Owens? In what way is I don't Kevin... know. Well, they may not care about. To be fair, they may. I not I don't care think about it matters because he's Kevin Owens, and he might Kevin be on the way out. For all we know. Right. I mean, if that's if if they think that Kevin Owens isn't coming back, and so this is just something to do with Kevin Owens at the end, like. Okay, but, I mean, but I, then I would I would use it to make sure that we don't ever come out of a show questioning who we like better. Kevin and, that, Owens and that's my like my my point would be if like if this is about Kevin Owens being at the end, just make make him a heel. <laughs> like I I just don't get what good comes from gray area Kevin Owens. Like we I, I, playing the comparison to Edge is one thing because Edge is Edge. You know what I mean? Like Edge. A, a week later, we don't care that Edge is a guy that we kind of didn't like for a little while. He's he's Edge. You know what I mean? I don't know what that does. And if the answer is, well, it doesn't mean anything because Kevin Owens is just going to be irrelevant. I like Kevin Owens. I don't want that. <laughs> like, I don't <laughs> want him to be irrelevant. So, again, you're not painting me something. Nothing that you painted me is something where I'm like, that sounds great. And then there's a, there's a third thing which would... Got me uh, thinking as well that there is another thing is that they think him, you know, Big E being more assertive for less of a better word makes him more likable. I remember when this is going back 15 years now, there was this weird situation. I think Cena had just won the title. He was teaming with another face. And at the end of it, he gave him an FU for absolutely no reason. And it was supposed to be trying to, you know, basically turn him into Austin. And it went over so badly that they didn't even show it on the air. Like they cut off the broadcast differently. And that's kind of what that reminded me of. Like, is this them trying to turn Big E into more aggressive, like a, more, like a more of a whatever? And I don't right. know that that works. Well, I I would say get, if that's if that's the thought process, get the f away from it. But this goes back to everything that I like. I I, I this is what I yell about with you guys and the music thing. Like, I don't know why we've been so panicked about big bi, the. the the New Day is like the a top one most relevant thing that's happened in WWE in years. Why are we all so afraid of it? it it's this thing where we're like, well, but that not that kind of gimmicky for a champion? We love it! We love it! Holy, stop messing with Big E. He doesn't need to be more of a badass. He doesn't need to be anything other than Big E. 
That's what we like. That's what we want. Nothing about altering Big E's character makes any sense. And I, I, I don't want to say that it reeks of something that Vince McMahon, because it's not... It, it comes off very WWE-ish of, but champions are supposed to be this. They're supposed to be whatever you think it is. Although, ironically, you know, John Cena, you know, was a champion when he was wearing jorts. So, like, I, I, I don't, I don't kind of know how that fits. But it comes off very much like this is what a champion is supposed to be. He's not supposed to be silly. He's not supposed to be... Um, cracking jokes. He's not supposed to be all of those things. When, like, that's this character, this is what we love. We don't love the guy that's the size of Big E. Remind me what Big E's real name is. I've already, I, I, I know I know it, but I'm, I, for Etuan. some Yes. That we don't love Etwan. And I'm not saying we wouldn't if we knew him. We might, right? Like, but we don't. We love Big E. And frankly, we didn't or love Etu- Etori, sorry. Etori, thank it. you. That's Etuan. exactly Etuan. Right. Um, Etori. Yeah, you confused him with the guy that used to play for the Wizards. Um, uh, we love, we love, we love this guy and we didn't love him before he was this guy. And we should remind, we, we liked him a little bit. We were, we enjoyed his work on NXT, but that was a very small handful of us. That was a a very small handful of us that did. We love this guy. Don't screw with it. Don't screw with it in any way. We're obsessed with this guy and the cultural movement they created. Don't mess with that in any way. Don't disagree. If, if this is part of a character change, and that that's my biggest concern, is that it's about Big E, and that's a concern. I, but I, hopefully next week they have him say, I don't trust you, Kevin Owens. You took my spot in the New Day, and you beat up my boys. Why would I trust you? You know, I, I mean, like... But, that, but then you have to have Kevin Owens act that way if kevin owens is not acting that way and then you have a paranoid champion that's true but 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 he's also valid i mean valid but that validity doesn't necessarily matter if you're acting paranoid for no reason right correct so he should just be dumb and trust the guy who beat the shit out of his friends and took his spot in his group if if kevin owens is at is the is a clear face in the situation and he's only going back based on past actions yes that's a problem but don't you think they'll they'll have kevin owens accidentally hit him or something like there'll be more it can't be accidental if Big E is going to go after kevin owens and and say all these things and act paranoid there has to be a reason for him to act paranoid and it has to be a current reason if it's kevin owens keeps pleading his case keeps begging for forgiveness and is actually a face at the end of all this, and it is all a big misunderstanding it makes Big E look bad i agree well but that but that's not what i'm saying it, it, I think it leads to pushing Kevin Owens over the edge and him but, but, turning but, heel. But we're going back to that. That's that's literally what Aaron's saying. They have to do that. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. They, I mean, no, it, can't, it can't be a gray area thing. He has to turn heel. Yes. Like, it can't be what you're talking or about. He, or Kevin Owens at least has to be heel-ish. Like, but, he has but, to do but things decidedly, that But decidedly heel, not gray area, not, well, yeah, but you wronged me in the past and... You know, something happened and it was weird. No, it's got to be very clear that he's doing something underhanded that you shouldn't trust him. And they didn't do that on Monday. Nothing that happened on Monday was actually underhanded. It was he Seth Rollins got involved and and Kevin Owens was apologetic about it. Now, to your point, is the next step it he, he is he leans into that and he becomes a heel? Yes. And if that's the case, 
you know, that's the case. But it's at this at the moment, it's the only thing that can justify what you did. Which is my point. Like the this all stinks unless you're turning Kevin Owens heel. And as I said, if you're turning him heel, I just wish that it would have been a little more subtle than that. I wish that there would have been more of like a we would have walked in here and said, any of you guys think they might be doing something with Kevin Owens? I wish that would have been the conversation instead of, dude, they better be turning him heel or else what the F was that? That was my point. Um, okay. Anything else from Raw? Not really, okay. honestly. <laughs> anything at all from SmackDown? Yes, there's one very big thing on SmackDown. Well, okay. potentially big thing. I might be overstating it. I thought the way they presented Shotzi was really significant. Okay. Yeah, I mean it was it was clear they were doing something there, yes. It was definitely a much bigger spot than I would have ever expected her to I thought she was just losing to, to Charlotte, you know, just to lose to Charlotte. But um I thought that was very interesting that they basically made that segment all about her turning heel. Um I do worry that it's just so that Sasha Banks has someone to beat, but um, but you know, good for Shotzi if she gets even that, right? Because I think that we are a little concerned that she's going to get lost in the shuffle there, right? Um, um, I'm still concerned about that. I, I, yeah, right. yeah. I mean, I they 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 portrayed it as a moment, but remember, they did it the night that SmackDown was airing on FS1. <laughs> Um, and, and after Charlotte gives the big monologue about, again, how I'm the only one that matters, which coming off of last week is, you know, it's true. Um, I, you know, is, is could it be something? Maybe. And I hope it is because I like Shotzi. I, I agree with you on that. I, I hope that that's that's something and that um, I'm just not. I'm not. Or was it more about turning Sasha all the way face? Is that what that was and, all and about? And that's kind of because I, I was trying, <laughs> when it first happened. So so I like kind of caught a bit on Twitter before actually watching it. And I kind of thought that it was almost a, 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 just a face move against the heel Sasha. Um, and then watch it. Obviously, it wasn't. But the, the Sasha thing, they kind of do need to firm up a little bit. Because well, the last time decided we decided she was a face one week. Yeah. Right? We, the last time we saw her, she decidedly was a heel. Yeah. So... Agreed. I mean, I agree. They do need to. They need to do a little more work on that. They do need a little. And and are we getting into a dangerous territory with how much they flipped her over the the course of the last two years? Is that? Yeah, like, she's the big show now. And I'm not. And I'm not. Look, the big show. It's comical, right? Like the big show. Yes. <laughs> I'm. I'm more saying like, are we on a path that they've got to be a bit more? Is there a point at which we say? you can't keep telling us this person matters as a face versus mattering as a heel because in two months you're going to tell us something different. Well, it's tricky. If you look at the roster, because I was thinking about this a lot, right? Exactly what you're saying, but also the position that they're in. I think someone, I don't know if they screwed up. That might not be the right way to characterize it, but they're in a corner with who's on their uh, women's roster on these two shows. Like, they did. I don't know if there was a better way to do it, so I'm not suggesting that. But there is an interesting situation if you look at the makeup of both. We already talked about one of the issues on Raw, but on SmackDown, the other issue is you have Charlotte Flair as the champion, and you can't make an argument for any of these people as a strong face um, opposition other than Sasha Banks. You know what I mean? Like you've got Naomi, who you can get there, but not yet. Aaliyah's brand new. Tony Storm, they've treated as a jobber, unfortunately. Shayna Baszler is not positioned as a face right now. 
Zia Lee's new, Natalia's Natalia, Shotzi just turned face, and you've got BFAB. That's the whole SmackDown women's roster. And I, what I would, so, s- I, I, I would say, I know what you're trying to say about Naomi, but I do disagree a little. I think the moment that you actually put Naomi into a an actual feud with Charlotte, it, right. it, people would right, be right. All... But you got to do that. You well, know what well, I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but got, you have to do that with anybody. You got to do something with her. But like you've got to get I, her what there. I'm right now is, she's tied up with Shayna Baszler. But, but there's a, there's and a, so I think. Well, she's Sorry, not. She's really tied up. With, she's not really tied up with Shayna Baszler. She's tied up with Sonya Deville. Um, right, but Shayna Baszler's part of that. So it's, right. I mean, but my point being, like, I, I, I'm not lumping. Naomi is the only one that I'm not agreeing with you on. And a lot of those other people that you just named, you're absolutely right. There's no. You but, said but Naomi's like five seconds away from it. You know what I mean? Like, but well, I, I, she, she's one of those people. You tap her on the shoulder, correct. and the crowd will react. And a hundred percent. The moment you correct. say we're doing a Naomi Charlotte Flair program. The crowd says F yes, all right. in. So I, I'm just trying to say that I'm I, I'm not your bet your your greater point I think is significant. I'm only not I'm only pushing back on lumping in Naomi with everybody else. Naomi, absolutely, the moment that you said to a WWE universe, you know, pun intended, um, this is this is the route that we're going is Charlotte versus Naomi. She is an absolute over the top beloved babyface in that situation. Well, well, sure, but my only point would be I would love to see her beat Shayna Baszler first before they do that. Well, because I, that I don't would know how legitimize I really know her that in a that's way a, that I don't think she's been legitimized I have a, in a while. I have a far bigger problem with that. Is I don't. Is I don't know what that what they're doing there. I don't really. Whoever you, it is, they need to beat. She needs to beat somebody. Like I know is what you're Sonya saying. going to wrestle. Like that, that has to be where this is leading. But that that's the bigger problem. Like this has to be about Sonya. And I get that your point is that like we all think that that Shayna is more relevant as a wrestler than Sonya is. So it be we'd like to see Naomi beat Shayna because of that. But the story has nothing to do with Shayna. Shayna's just a, a a mercenary. Like she is not involved right. in the story at all, but, in but, any way. But if Naomi beats the mercenary, I mean that's a if, significant. If win. somehow that's how it ends, I guess. But like they have not positioned Shayna as being what matters in the process, right? Like they haven't had Sonya like use this to put Shayna over. Shayna's really nothing more than a placeholder at the moment. Sure, like, that's. But this is get, this is not this is getting too much in the weeds of my point. My point is Naomi comes out of that. And but then the, goes the, the to biggest Charlotte. the biggest point is that there aren't really prominent face right. women right, right. now. Right. That's the bigger point. That is Bianca. But, yeah. That is the bigger it, point. And again, it goes back to why it's so strange the way that they did things. But coming out of it, I I, I get now, does that, that mean does that mean, you know, Bailey floating around there turns into whatever, or Oscar floating around there turns into whatever. Or Raquel. Or Raquel. Correct. Those are the three people I think that are the most significant that we feel are going to end up on one of these shows or we feel we know are going to end up on one of these shows. And when you look at, you know, if you look at raw, just to go back to raw, like at least you have Rhea, at least you have, you know, Becky and Bianca and Carmella. And like, there are, there are people they've all these other people they have to develop Alexa, obviously, you know, you have names that concord now a lot of them have also had problems with flipping too much right um but you can you can make do i don't see how you make do without turning sasha banks full on face here you know it feels well, like they get through the match you like, oh. should do that <laughs> no you have to you no know, 100% you have to there's no question about it but um and 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 I'm just I'm not even telling you I think that there's an answer to it. I'm not telling you I think they've done it too much. I think my question is, are you doing this for two months to get through this with Charlotte 
And then are you going to, two months later, go back and make her a heel again for whatever? Like, at well, some point, somebody's got to stay as a face or a heel for a little while, or else the next one just doesn't, it, it doesn't work the same way. The next right, does she turn around and backstab Naomi all of a sudden? Right, you know, I mean, like that, that's well, that's the bigger problem with Sasha as a whole is that because she hasn't had that sustained reign on top, that you know they just kind of pencil her in for any feud they can, and that's you know just like Big Show is is you need a big win so you position him as a face or a heel, and that's the big win you get with Sasha. And I'm not I'm not saying she's a jobber. I'm not saying anything, but she hasn't had that sustained reign on top. That's part that of the problem she is too. That person that they turn face or heel depending on what they need as a challenge but even if it's and usually not, a challenge to go over even if it's not going to be a sustained reign on top it, she would be well served by being the same character for a long time like she would be well served to have se- eight months where she's the same person like where you know what you're getting when she comes out on tv and maybe some of this is the challenge of what we we're just talking about a second ago with the becky lynch thing that charlotte is a heel but she's also a star and you're always going to deal with a little bit of that. Of that, You're always going to deal with a little bit of that problem where when you make your top star a heel, the, there's a bit awkwardness there with the crowd. There's just a bit awkwardness because, and, and this to me is, it's, it's bigger than just professional wrestling. It hasn't always been that way. Triple H was a star. He was a mega star. But... When he would come out, there was no confusion about whether you were cheering or booing him until the later part of the, you know, like until after the injury, until all and that. And that stuff. was because he he never he very rarely got that right. You know, the problem with Becky right now isn't the work she's doing; it's the fact that she was the most beloved person when she left. Right, correct. It's there's just a, it, it, and well, I also think it's unique to the the time period that we are in our society too, man. I I do think that this coincides with. Like the the Paul brothers, what what is there to like about those guys? N- nothing. But they're the biggest stars on the planet. Why? Because famous has become what matters, right? Like it doesn't matter if you're if you're good at something, if you're bad at something. You've got a lot of Instagram followers, so you're famous and you matter, right? And it's a bigger societal problem. In the past, we knew the famous people all got famous for a reason, right? Like, the famous people were all famous because they were very successful actors or very successful athletes or very successful musicians, whatever it was. Not all of them were great, but, like, most of them were at least good enough that it warranted the fame. We've, as a society, diluted the thought process, right? Like, who cares if you're good or bad? You're famous. You're a big deal, why the F is the guy that wears a Marlins jersey to baseball games famous? Why would that guy be famous? But he is. I know that because he was at Preakness one day, and I watched thousands of people walk up looking for pictures and autographs from him. He's, he's just famous. And I do think that the way that society has changed has infiltrated pro wrestling a little bit in that like, it, it, it does complicate good, bad, face, heel because Charlotte's just famous, right? Like... When, she, when they come out, they're going to elicit a reaction because we get to see the famous person now, and that's the reason why we're here. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I kind of thought I was crazy there in a little bit. I thought like, I might like, be having... Yeah, I mean, I, if we wanted to go into it, we could say there are various degrees on it, but I don't think it's worth going down yeah. that rabbit hole. But yeah. yes, overall, yes. I, I, I just... I, to me, it, it comes off as a societal thing that's, that's infiltrated pro wrestling. We're like... I, it, it's 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 a struggle with faces and heels, like because n- not there is no good, there is no. It's just 
you you are someone that matters and so we praise you it's just a very it's a strange you know it's it's probably why it's best that i'm uh, I, I i'm gonna die at some point in the future from cholesterol because i do not understand this world it's just the reality of it um anything else from smackdown that we really thought mattered i, I mean i thought it was the, the match at the end was really good like i thought it was yeah, a fun it was weird that good. roman wasn't on the show at all and that's they were on fox sports one <laughs> like i they I, I, I don't first week he hasn't love, been on it in, yeah, in I, a really long time. I don't particularly love the Mustafa Ali thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah They've yeah. never handled that well. No, you're right. You're right. They have not. You're 100% right. They've never handled that well. You're not wrong about it. I, I, Brandon, I know what you're saying. It's they were they very they've been on Fox Sports One twice. The first time they clearly cared, right? Because and the reason they clearly cared was because Rampage was live. Because That's true. because Rampage wasn't live this week. They decided they didn't need to care. And well, you could also make the argument, what do you do with them right now? <laughs> because <laughs> if you're going to kick off your next big feud, you want to do that on Fox. Yeah, so, I mean, but that doesn't mean that he couldn't have just been present. You know what I mean? Like, he couldn't have just walked out. Brag, the... Bragged about uh, Lesnar going away. Yeah, something like that, right? Like, it doesn't mean he couldn't have been present. There was a weird, there was a weird Paul Heyman moment on this show that we should talk about, actually. Um where he found out about the million dollars, it was like, like it was like, oh, the the what would uh, Brock Lesnar do? Is, was yeah, that and he, well, that? well, before the before the reporter approached him, he was like hatching some kind of scheme, like this is very interesting, like this could you know work to my favor somehow. Yeah. Then the reporter came up, and then he did the whole got lost in being Brock Lesnar's advocate thing. Yeah, yeah. But that, that was an interesting great. moment. Yeah. Well, but it it paints back to we know we know we're getting Brock and Roman again at some point, so they got to keep, you know, they sure. got they got to keep that alive for however they can until we get back to that point. Um, by the and I want to make it very clear, I'm not giving WWE a pass just because you're on Fox Sports One. I don't think that means that you should tap out on shows. I'm just saying it's I we know that's the reason why they did right. Like right. we know why they did. I well that and Halloween and you know even though it wasn't Halloween technically there were parties no, I, that night. No, I think it, I think it was being on FS1 and being up against the World yeah. Series. I think it was being on FS. I don't think Halloween has anything to do with it. I think it was being on it and just, and you're right. Like I don't think anybody was at trick or treating on Friday night. <laughs> like. Um, they're on Friday night every week and people go out on Friday night every week. So they got to try the other weeks. This week was we're on Fox sports one rampage isn't live this week. So it, it clearly, they knew that show wasn't going to matter that AW couldn't stack it because they literally knew what had happened. It was a tape show. Um, and so they had nothing to worry about. So they just said, no, the hell with it. We'll, we'll punt for a week and we'll try again next week. And so I, I hope it's a better show this week. Um, uh, I think the big storyline from NXT this week, which is still messy and is still dealing with all the problems we've been talking about for some times, but my God, how good was that promo from Braun Breaker? Oh, I'm in love with Braun Breaker. I think this guy is like everything I want a wrestler to be. Like, he's big, he can throw people around, and he can <laughs> he can talk in that, like, 80s wrestler way that mm-hmm. also works now it's it's incredible i, like, thought, I thought it was I, perfect i i think if we go back to whatever show we did after they debuted him and i think we all were optimistic and but i probably maybe you could hear my eyes roll a little bit that we were pushing this guy so quickly but oh my god he deserves every minute of tv time i mean this guy's fantastic 
I think to me the question is, do they call him up before he has a chance so, to win the Aaron, NFC it's title? Liter- it's literally what I was about to say. Like, I, I, I think they should. Um, I, 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 I don't just, think no. this guy should be on NXT. I disagree with I'm, that, Brent. I, I'm just saying. I, I would, and I, there, I'll give you two reasons why I disagree. One, right now, in the fall, not the time to call a guy up. Now, if what you're saying is call him up for the Rumble, right? Yes. Like, I think you have him involved in the Rumble, but not called up at that point. I I still think... He could be the face of NXT for, for a for, little bit. I, yeah. I, as you're trying to figure out what NXT is, being right now the place to see Braun Breaker is a good thing to be because yeah, people are realizing they like Braun Breaker a lot. So for the as you as you try to figure everything else out, and there's a lot that you're trying to figure out at the moment, and it is a mess. Um, and and I don't say that when I say mess, I want to make it very clear. I'm not saying it's all bad. I'm saying it's the thing that I keep talking. It's just so much. There is yeah. so much being thrown at you all at once that it's very difficult to settle on this is the reason why I'm tuning into NXT every week. Braun Breaker gives you that identity. This is why I'm tuning into NXT this week. I'm watching a dude who's about to be an absolute superstar. I need to see what that guy does next. So I think for a while, they're smart to sort of center the show in that way. And 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 again, to, to the point, everything they've done They've hit every note correctly with Braun Breaker so far. Every freaking note. Putting him in a title match, having him look good but not win the match, like having him have to build back up after that, do a few other things till he gets back to that point. Um, and Aaron, maybe you're, the bigger point is, does it matter if he wins the belt now or not? Like, right. I, I think he could do six months where it's just not the end of the world if he doesn't win the belt at that point, but for six months you want to tune in to watch him and he's chasing, and if at the end of that, yeah. at the end of the six months, it's because Champa turns again, like, because you're six months down the road, it doesn't hurt him all that much, and if we really are accepting the Champa's, and if that, if this is true, the champ is just going to be an XT forever, you know, I, I think all that could work. I still think they will have him be the first, like, to person to win the belt of the, the, you know, this era of NXT, but it might not be the end of the world if they don't. I just wouldn't be in a rush to call him up, is all I'm saying. But by the way, how great is it that they also have like a cavalcade of Batman '60s villains for him to run through? Yeah, <laughs> we got all these yeah. weird bad guy characters that he can beat up, yeah. like the Tony D'Angelo's of the world and the Andre Chases and the. Well, but some of them we know, still have to figure out if Duke, they're bad. Whatever is the yeah, poker guy, Duke Hudson, yeah. right? We still have to figure out if they're bad guys or not. We still don't really know, right? <laughs> like, no, but I mean, like guys, they could, they could be like. All the like that was the, like the the best analogy I could come up with was like no, it's, almost it, like I, there's... I do like that. I want you to know I like that. There, it's if, very much if, the... if NXT turns into Saturday Night Main Event and we go back to the '80s. Okay, it kind well, of I'll, feels a little well, bit. Like, I it's mean, like I'll, a throwback, but it feels fresh. Someone someone like wrote a... a column about how NXT felt like a variety show, right? Like yeah. that's what NXT is now, and. I'm okay with that. <laughs> like, I'm I'm good. I think that all wrestling shows should kind of be like variety shows. I've said that a million times in my life. That was was it weird? And my God, I can't even remember who who was it that the 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 who's the guy that did them sexy boy? Like, who is that? I'm just, I feel terrible. I just don't know who these oh, people are. Oh yeah, Zion. The, uh, what's he has right. a weird name too? Oh, right? Quinn. God. Quinn. Something. Quinn. Zion Quinn. Zion Quinn. Right. Um. Was it was it weird that they did that 
like in the aftermath of of Kurt Angle going on Jericho's cruise and singing I'm a sexy Kurt like did it did it make you think that they were trying I I that timing was a little rough right like I and I I couldn't ignore that but in general a guy that I've never heard of that I don't know anything about coming out and introducing himself to me in that way and and dancing and like I loved it as a segment I loved it I it was bizarre. It was insane. And it made me know, I don't know, again, not enough to know who the guy was. <laughs> so it didn't work that much, that well. But, like, I'm inclined to like the guy coming out of it. Like, I felt something about it. I love the idea of a professional wrestling show being a variety show. I love that. Yeah, as long as you do it well, that's a good thing. That's what NXT used to be is like, you know, I talked about this at the start is that it used to be, I don't know if it was quite to this degree, but it was people doing weird gimmicks and figuring things out. And and that's fine as long as you do it well. Now, you know, we can't just say it's a variety show that's good. You got to do it well. But if they figure it out, sure. And before it was people doing weird gimmicks and matches. I mean, this is a little bit more segments than they did before in vignettes. But like, like I said, it made... It made me feel the way I felt like when I watched wrestling when I was a kid, like when they would have these ridiculous, you know, some dude in a vest with no shirt on out in society somewhere right, <laughs> not doing right, stuff. Right. Um, you know, and, and and then and then we got like we're, I know we're running out of time, but we have to talk about the look. Yeah, I think, think that was just a look for the sake of looks. You don't think that's leading to a match No. I don't even know what you're talking about. What, what, what are we talking about? Wait, wait, the Johnny Gargano, Gargano thing? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, but th- we talked about that a couple weeks ago when Gargano, when Champa was watching the wedding, right? Like, I, I, do I think it's leading to something? Eventually, yes. I do. When? I don't know. But I, the idea of Gargano and Champa forever being there and forever being a, a in-case-of-emergency-break-glass thing... I'm kind of good with that, right? Like, I mean, this this one made like the hairs on my arms stand up. I was kind of like, "Ooh, okay, are we are we going back here?" Like, so so let's go back here. So we did get confirmation that there is going to be an NXT pay per view. Oh, um, hang on, let me pull this back up because they haven't announced for sure that it's um, a it's a takeover from. Uh, well, okay, I'll ask Aaron. Do we do we trust uh, Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics? Yes, generally he's good. Okay, tentative date for the first NXT 2.0 takeover is Sunday, December 5th, according to multiple sur- sources. Have asked but couldn't confirm if TakeOver will continue to be the brand name. Um, so, if they're nervous about this first live event and whether or not people are going to watch it, it probably would help if they threw a Gargano-Champa match on there. Yeah. And I don't know that, right? Like, I don't know if that's what's going on, but I, I could certainly see why there would be trepidation backstage and with internally about, hey, if we do this event, like, are we worried that it's not going to pop a number? They say, well, we might need to do something gimmicky in order to pop a number, and they say, well... These two guys are there. Why don't we do something with these two guys? Now, it's a it's a bit weird in that at the moment, 
Champa is more a face than he is a heel, and Gargano's absolutely a face. So I don't really know how you're you, getting. You turn you turn champ in that case because then you would set up Braun Breaker right to, 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 to have the face, face heel. The after. only thing I don't like about that is that's a pretty quick turn for Champa. You know what I mean? Like Agreed. that's the only and, part. And that's, that's why I don't. They could do the thing they've never done, which is the respect match with these two. They haven't done that yet. So at least you could do something you've never done with two people who have wrestled a billion times. Yeah, I mean you could. You you could, but is that uh, are, the other thing? Is I think I think if you were going that way, you would have had Gargano win. Maybe, but and, and that's not off the table. By the way, we don't know who's sticking around for how long and all that. I, I mean, win versus I mean, win versus Hayes. I think that if you're going to, he Gargano, didn't lose. Dexter Loomis lost. Yeah, true. but if you're going to have him fight for the title in four weeks, he didn't lose. I, I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm just saying if that well, was their I'm, idea, I also, I also, but they could still beat him next week. Yeah, there's a lot, of, and you and, can. and a step, and a step beyond I, that. I mean, you could make the argument that's why you can't. Actually, I thought about this a lot because I was thinking what you were thinking, but they did exactly what you should do. You have to keep the North American champion strong, so you wouldn't have him lose to some. Like if him and Gargano aren't going to have a real program for the belt then you can't have him lose. You have to keep him looking strong. Well, then if you want Gargano to do something significant, you keep him looking strong, you pin Dexter Loomis, and that solves all those issues. But that that also leads to, well, Gargano wasn't pinned by the North American champion. He's going to go after the North American title. Potentially. But there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Right. Oh, I, I have no problem with that either. <laughs> I, I'm I, just I, saying it doesn't I, I, weaken him. Like you were suggesting, it weakened him. Well, in some no, way. I'm more saying that if they were really planning on doing this in four weeks, I think they would. It, it doesn't hurt him, oh, but I think they would. I I don't know. I don't know if that's more valuable to them than having Carmelo Hayes do something when they're trying to make Carmelo Hayes a thing. And yeah, the, yeah. And, and to the greater point, Aaron, like this is Johnny Gargano that we're talking about. It does not effing matter. He, I mean, like he's still Johnny Gargano next week on a show yeah. where everybody else has been around for for a month. I guess I, I, I'm not saying this is bad. I'm just saying I'm more doubting that's their plan, personally. I mean, I, I don't know. I think they would be completely stupid not to do this match I again. Dis- it's I dis- the only established thing they have. Well, you say show. that except for the fact that I do think that they might, they might believe internally now that Braun Breaker getting another title shot is, is, a, is good enough to get people to care. They Could might they get Braun Breaker to either win the North American title or face i mean who is who Who else is on the roster? is there anyone else on the roster that is seasoned enough that that would be a big win for him i feel like there isn't now that i'm saying it out loud i mean who, who is there anybody on the roster that he I mean, can kyle o'reilly's there yeah there you go he could he could beat kyle, i mean god damn it <laughs> i don't want to that's their segments are so bad um uh that's the one thing about nxt 2.0 i definitely do not like is that team and that whole? Well, if you believe the reports, that might be ending in a few yeah, months. So. Yeah, there's some word that Kyle O'Reilly might be on his way out, and I, boy, I w- I I wish that made me upset, but <laughs> <laughs> it does not. Um, I, I, boy, what a what a what a colossal fall that was, man. Like what a colossal fall. That, that's one of those things where it's like I don't know if he's good or not. Like, I don't. If he can recover that's the or thing. Not, but he can't recover on NXT, so N- get him the hell out of there. No, he definitely. I mean, I don't. But I don't. I don't. At the moment, it's so sad. I don't want to see Kyle O'Reilly anywhere. <laughs> like, I, 
oh my god, I I can't believe how poisoned that well got. Yeah. Like I cannot yeah. believe it. I have no interest in Kyle O'Reilly at all right now, man. It is tough. That is a tough look. Uh, anything else we needed to cover this week, Aaron? Uh, I don't think so. All right, let's wrap it up. Uh, oh, by the way, you know, I, I mentioned it in passing at first, but like that was awesome with um, with Hit Row and and uh, yes, yeah, uh, Kingwood. That was dope. Oh. We we do have to mention that AJ is going to be on um, Corey Gray's podcast. Oh, there's tomorrow. nothing yes. that Brandon is more excited about than plugging another podcast that doesn't that doesn't need our it's help. It's AJ. He's going to be on After the Bell with Corey Graves. That's a great <laughs> thing for AJ. So. It's another podcast. It's another podcast. B- b- bigger when he's on jobbing out. Let's let's be honest yeah, here. Yeah, that's what I'm. In fact, about. that asshole skipped our show this week to record that show. Oh God, I, we don't <laughs> we don't need to plug it. Is my point. We don't. They don't need our help. We need their help. They don't need our help. They're doing just fine. I nah, God bless. I'm. I it's it's awesome to see AJ get attention and. Um, yes. And our, our plays this week will probably be down because AJ's not on the show. And I'm starting to notice the significance of that. <laughs> starting to notice the numerical difference in the weeks that AJ's on that he's not. All right, uh, Aaron, um, uh, get your plugs in. Uh, check out Visa and Visa.com, iHeartMedia app. And now you can see a Visa show every day. For our friends in Baltimore on Masson. Yeah, but it's so mo- it's not your show, right? It's it's it is not our show okay. net, right now. It is follow the money of the morning show. It is the Lombardi line on the weekends. But if you happen to tweet, you know, Masson and Vison live a lot and say you want to see the nightcap, 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern every day on Masson, I'm sure that would be noticed. Um, I I I was when I saw that I was very excited for a second. I don't I and I apologize. I I will can. I feel like I'm going to disparage somebody in the process, and I don't want to do that. I was less excited when I found out that it wasn't uh, you guys. Absolutely I was, understandable. I was and, like, that's oh, um, a bummer. You know, this is a start. If they notice that people are watching in Baltimore and D.C., more shows will probably be on there. All right. So tweet who you have to. All right. There you go. There you go. Uh, Brandon. We just announced uh, Mammoth WVH, which is Wolfie Van Halen's new band. Yep. Um, that uh, and Dirty uh, Honey are coming to Ramshead Live on February 4th. Tickets go on sale probably can I, today. Can I, can I say this right? the right way? I don't like I don't love them. Like I'm not all about them, but I like them. I yeah. I, I think they're they're pretty good. I think they're kind of like a fun little it's it has the sound of like 10 years ago that I that I kind of dig, right? Like I I yeah. I enjoy their tunes. It should be a pretty big show. Um tickets uh, probably this is probably dropping Friday, so Tickets are on sale now, so go pick them up at ramsheadlive.com, and we'll have lots more announcements next week and the week after. Go to ramsheadlive.com, go to at ramsheadlive on Twitter, and at ramsheadlive on Instagram, and as uh, always, I am at Brandon Linton on Twitter. All right, at Glenn Clark Radio, glennclarkradio.com for me. Hey, uh, AJ is going to be announcing details about his food drive uh, in College Park, coming up here shortly. He told me it was going to be a while ago. I'm still waiting on that. But um, it's coming, and you're not going to have a lot of notice, I guess is all I can tell you. Like it, <laughs> It's going to be announced, and it's basically going to be happening. So be prepared. Um, we could use some people to help us out that weekend because I'm only available a little bit. Um, Aaron moved away, so he can't help us any longer. <laughs> um, we could use a little help if... Um, Maybe just message me and I'll give you some details privately if you think you might be able to help. It's 
It's coming soon, is all I can tell you. It's coming soon. I don't know why he hasn't announced that. I got to get on that. Uh, but we could use some help. At AJ Francis 410 on all social medias as well. For uh, Brandon, for Aaron, and for the main event. Vent. 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 What is that noise in the background, Brandon? Yeah, Who, what is that, Brandon? What is that? It's, it's a, the conference call is supposed to join eight minutes oh, ago. Oh, Brandon's Sorry. trying to double dip. Got it. All right. Well, we're wrapping up. Uh, AJ <laughs> Francis. I'm Glenn Clark. This has been Jobbing Out. Mm, jobbing Out. I was really hoping that I was really hoping that noise would play again right then. Like I was really hoping, Brandon. Brandon, un- unmute it again for a second. Left so we can have a solid two more rounds of digital ads. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye guys. See ya. See ya. See ya. All right, buddy. All right, later, dude. See ya, pal.